Love Talk Radio. Three times a year, 
uh, three times a year to have a wonderful spiritual experience. So check us out this spring equinox, man, because we're going to be in New Orleans. They call it a Big Easy. Uh, this is a Big Easy magic tour that we're doing where we get check in on the Friday and, uh, you know, stir it out Friday night if you want to. All day Saturday, man, we just going to um, kick it in New Orleans, man, just tour the city. And then Sunday we'll go to a spiritual location um, and show you what some ancient things was taking place at wonderful uh, observatory from the ancient perspective of what they were dealing with. All right, so if you're interested in that, man, definitely register ASAP. All right, and that's myastrologycoach.com, and go to the events tab. And uh, let me show my co-host is in the building, man. I see one of them, the Prime Minister. You there? Peace. What's good, man? Hey, hey, what's what's happening, man? And um, everything's good. Uh, yeah, I don't see the shake yet, man. But um. But nevertheless, but yeah, man, you know, visit, visit the website on that, man. Um, we also, man, today is the first day of the Miracle Prayer um, class that we have. If you're interested, you still can join because uh, each week you just you get your instructions. So today was actually just day one. So if you're interested, you still can visit the website, go to my astrology coach course, go to class, and read up on the Miracle Prayer, man. It's a, it's a phenomenal prayer that creates uh, a lot of miracles in people's lives. It, it has... Um, it's an ancient prayer in Hebrew that only consists of 42 um, words, all right? And it's just phenomenal. So there's, um, if you understand the grid, there's six words in a row, but it's seven rows. So it's a six by seven, which gives you 42, all right? Anytime you're dealing with seven from a spiritual perspective, you're really dealing with one of the days of the week in particular, which means you're dealing with a particular color frequency, um, and you're dealing with an angelic force that governs the light um, for that particular day. And if you just look at it on the mundane level, your seven days of the week, um, these are these are vibrations. M- Monday has a total different vibration than Friday. I don't care because it's about working the weekend or not. You know, these days carry vibrations, and you can feel them, right? And your, your calendar, business-wise, economics, is supposed to be centered around celestial movements, and it is. Monday is moon day, of course. Sunday is the day of the sun. Saturday is the day of Saturn, and then the other days fall in respectively, all right? So this is a celestial thing that we're actually talking about that we participate in every single day of our reality, you know what I mean? It's funny. Some people could dismiss astrology or um, thinking that the planets don't have an influence on human behavior, but nevertheless, you know, you ask them what today is, they'd be like Monday, you know what I mean? Not necessarily paying attention to that it's really talking about moon day and Sunday, the day of the sun thing. So strange place we live in, but it's, it's a very phenomenal place at the same time. Um, so tap in, man. Tap into the vast light of the creator. If you're not on the mailing list, just join the mailing list. Go to myastrologycoach.com, scroll down to the bottom, and um, join the mailing list so we can get you the info, man, and um, let the prime minister... Um, Go ahead, man, and let me see if I can find a shake, but go ahead, Minister Jew. All right. Peace, what's up to the family out there, everybody coming in to check out this bill. Appreciate y'all coming out this evening. Um, for the most part, man, is what he said. Visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. Um, that's where we got everything going on at. All the products are listed there, um, the services that we render, uh, and some of the philanthropy that we um, have put our best foot forward to be a part of and create. 
Um, so it's a plethora of things over on the website uh, for you to get involved in. Um, if you want to learn the craft of astrology, we have something coming up very soon in February. Um, Mac University, we're going to be walking people through uh, different levels of learning astrology, um, all the way from the basics all the way up into the Kabbalistic aspects and how it intertwines with astrology and getting into some of the angelic work. Um, what else we got going on? Be on the lookout for a um, new DVD. should be out very, very soon. We're going through the editing process right now called Kanye West on the Midhaven. Um, anybody not familiar, visit the website, hiphopastrology.com. I do roughly about 80% of the blogging over there whenever something is posted. And um, this is where a lot of the content for this new DVD is coming from. Um, if, you, if you're if you a hip-hopper, you you know, you just um, love the genre of music, period. You know what I mean? You respect all the forms that uh, has come out of music. Uh, if you've been following Kanye West lately, you, you know, he's been going on these, you know, with the, what the public is calling rants, what I like uh, to call it is what he calls it these streams of consciousness where he's just been letting it rip off the top, man, telling it straight up how it is, you know what I mean, from his perspective and how he sees the the game, you know what I mean, the industry. Um, some of the, the largest shakers and movers who've established themselves uh, as 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 moguls, you know what I mean, in the fashion business and, and also the music business. And um, what we do over at Hip Hop Astrology, um, the tagline speaks for itself, is where the stars meet the stars. So uh, we demonstrate over there when events happen, um, you know, basically why they happen, how they happen, the planets and the nature of the situation uh, that it involves. And every time we show and prove that this is uh, it's an exact science, you know what I mean? So uh, we also get into correspondences quite a bit. Uh, when you start to elevate your awareness, you start to notice that synchronicity is part of um, the divine's mind. So on this DVD, we're just basically going into Kanye West in totality, showing the connections, going into... Why did he attend? The, excuse me. Why did he attend the school named Polaris High School, as in the North Star um, that regulates the direction uh, when you're trying to find your way north? You know what I mean? Like why? And he turns around and names his baby Northwest. So it's something going on here with direction. Is Kanye trying to point the, the the masses in a direction to understand them the importance of ownership? the importance of creativity, how to own what you create and not basically get pimped, you know what I mean, for your thoughts and your ideas. So uh, we're just going to get into some of that on the DVD. It'll be out shortly. Like I said, it's being edited. It's in the process of being edited. So uh, just be on the lookout for it. It'll be on the website, uh, My Astrology Coach, and it will also be on the Hip Hop Astrology website as well. Um, outside of that, man, it's... Um, is ready to rock and roll on the show tonight. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what happened on that on that track you wanted to play, man. It sound all 
That's to take a while to kick in. I, I haven't listened to it. I downloaded it and uploaded it, man. But, but no, um, it's all Keith, good. It's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> you know, you can go ahead, man, get get the party started, man. Hopefully the shape call in by Tom. I text him and call him. I ain't got no response from him. But um I know he was traveling, so but uh but yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. You can kick the song off, man. Okay, well <clears throat> this show tonight, um <laughs> uh the title of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. You want to? You want to? Before I start, man, you want to explain to people that title, man. You want to? You want to? Yeah, well, you, man. You want to wait till you? Well, <clears throat> well no. Nah, you know, it, it was. Um, I forget initially what you came, what you came up with. You had something. I forget. What, what did you have initially? It was. Um, it was something about the covenant of something. I can't remember. Oh but, yeah, um, like uh, a woman's covenant to man. That's what it was. You yeah, gonna do yeah, a woman covenant to man. That's what the prime minister was on. I, the thing is, we wanted to build a little bit on a love dynamic, right? Um, and and you know, and 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 prime minister came up with you know a woman's covenant to man, and he's gonna get into that particular portion because it really ain't what you think it is. It's really something profound. Um, and I just wanted to add some spice to it, man. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Subtitle the whore and the guru. You know what I mean? And we thought that you know maybe it was. You know, it was too vicious uh, for the shake, but this is street gospel. You know what I'm saying? My whole thing is, um, you know, I, I like teaching on the ground level where people can get it, but also showing you how we can transform this energy and whatnot, man. So the whore and the guru um, is just two spiritual components, um, and they definitely spiritual, trust me. Uh, spiritual components of man that he goes through through um, certain transformation and whatnot, and you know the shake was with it, so we just decided to roll with the whore and the guru to give you the understanding of um, you know you know and it may not be what you think it is because I know a lot of people like I'm tuning in I'm tuning in and I got pictures of Facebook of Magic uh, Bishop Magic Don Juan with, with a couple holes you know what I mean so people think you know they think what it is but you know, I'm coming from a different I'm, I'm coming from a different perspective a little bit man but um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell man go ahead man right yeah you know it's interesting. Um, this was a couple, man. What is it? Maybe about ten days ago or so. Maybe a few more. I'm, I can't be for certain on the date. But I was, I was on my Twitter thing, dropping some science on Twitter, and uh, I happened to come across uh, a legendary rapper from Houston, Scarface, on Twitter, and he had dropped a um, a link on his Twitter feed, getting in, getting into you know the population of black men in jail uh, in, in, in the millions, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I can't really say exactly what his mindset was, but he basically was like, am I tripping? And then he dropped the link, and um, I clicked on the link and opened it up and read a little bit of it, and it was basically just talking about the systematic approach to how black men are incarcerated, you know what I mean? And a lot of times when people hear that, um, the first thing that they think of is the system, you know what I mean? It's a conspiracy against the brothers, and they're locking us up, and they're passing all these laws. Well, my thing is this. There's many levels to this reality, and my premise is this. When When you obey natural law, the law that exists on paper and these statutes and these codes, you don't have to worry about those. 
because you will emanate a certain energy around you that deflects all possible takers to put you in a position that way, of that of that nature, rather. And people, I know people are like, how is that possible? No, that's not possible. I, I, I tweeted Face Mob back, and I was like, look, man, Jay-Z and Beyonce are laying the foundation down and the example of the remedy to that problem. Now, you say, how, how the hell are these multimillionaires, you know what I mean? How are they the remedy to the problem? It is by one word and one word only. And I'm going to get into this thing tonight because we're talking about the woman. So I'm talking about the Venetian principle or Venus in astrology because that's what she denotes, you know, it's the three wise men. So I'm coming from the astrological angle. Noble is coming from the Judaic principles. And the sheikh is going to be coming from it on an Islamic angle. So when we look at this thing and we're processing what's going on, I'm telling you, black men and women, the more you come together as family and intertwine in marriage, the less likely you will be imprisoned, black men. Now, what proof do I have to uh, substantiate that claim? This is this information is old for me. I, I I did this way back in July, you know what I mean? But I just thought it was relative for this time now for those of you who, who may didn't hear it to understand how important the woman is in a man's life as far as being his spiritual protector. Now, first we wanna I wanna start off by the planet Venus because that's what we're dealing with here. She rules two areas on in a natal chart. She rules the Taurus frequency, and she rules the Libra frequency. Now, um, Venus in particular is what a person appreciates in life, you know what I mean, what they value in life. Um, the woman that a man may attract, you know what I mean, um, beauty, song, dance, uh, and obviously law because she's dealing with Libra, which is the scales. So when we're looking at this thing, you're seeing the archetype of Venus, which is the woman in this physical reality, She's dealing with the law, she's dealing with values, and she's dealing with uh, 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 um, what you appreciate. You see what I'm saying? So as I was doing my studies for this a while back, I came across the percentages of uh, men in jail, and it was two things. 92% of men that go to prison, and, and the reason that I'm – I'm building on this, and I'm dealing with the prison situation is because sometimes in order to get people to see how serious a situation is, you have to take them to a very low point of, of, of where stress and turmoil and, 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 and flat-out madness exists to, to show them the, the, the parity of the two. So for black men out there, his number one fear is going to jail. Black men fear jail. They don't want to end up spending a day in that place if they don't have to, right? So my my premise is, is that the woman or the Venetian principle will, will shield you in this reality if you cradle it and nurture it properly, right? Now, why, why prison? We're dealing with a Piscean force, right? And the 12th house where the Piscean energy represents the lockup frequency. It's the house of confinement, 
okay, um, where you can, you know, find yourself in institutions where you got the straight jacket on you or you or you somewhere behind bars, you know what I mean, because these are, these are places of confinement. Now, it's interesting because the planet Venus has an exaltation in Pisces. This means she does, she operates at a very high level and bestows the individual with positive uh, qualities of this energy. You know what I mean? She's not at home, but she's exalted. Damn, they're the same thing. You know what I mean? She's expressing her vitality at a very high rate. Now, you have to look at the parity in that and say, now, the house of confinement, right, the place of lockup, why would the Venetian principle, i.e. the female or the woman, be exalted here in this location and region and space, right? So when we look at this thing, I say, okay, 92% of men that go to jail all have two things in common. These are the numbers. These are facts. 92% of men that go to jail all have two things in common. The first thing is that they're heathens. They do not practice any type of faith nor religion. And the second thing that the 92% of men have in common is they're not married. These are the statistical facts on imprisonment. 92% of men go to jail, they're not married, and they're heathens. They don't practice any particular faith slash religion. These are the facts. Now, as I got into more of the data, I said, okay, because I'm, you know, I'm looking at it from the Kabbalistic point of view, and Noble has turned me on to this science, and I haven't been the same ever since I came into it because what I'm learning is is that numbers – Right, these the priests were so wise that they understood that certain numbers represented certain dynamics of psychology that would play out in your reality. So when an event happens to you and these numbers are present by way of time, space, this type of thing, if all things are measurable in this reality, including your experiences. So because of that, when you go look at the number system in the Kabbalah, Whenever you're having a situation and you notice a certain pattern of numbers around you or in your vicinity and being part of your awareness and you go look that number up, it corresponds directly to the spiritual component of what it is that just transpired in your reality, right? So when I, when I started to look at this thing, I said, wow, heathen and heaven. Now, these two words are very close in their grammatical pronunciation, heathen, heaven. You know, you're having a separation with, the, with V and the TH sound. So as I ran it through the system of the Kabbalah dealing with the numbers, the geometria and whatnot, you get these two words have a difference of eight. One word comes out to 70, another one comes out to 62. Now, eight comes out to Love, breasts, and the pleasures of love. Now, I say, hold on, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me, because remember, Piscean energy, the reason I'm choosing the word heaven here, for those that might not understand astrology, we, had, we created some shirts that had taglines for each zodiac sign, and the one that I chose for Pisces is heaven or hell. You're either in complete bliss or you're in complete agony, in, with this particular frequency, there's no straddling the fence here. It's either heaven or hell. You're going to be at your lowest of lowest dealing with, 
with spirituality are you going to be enlightened and illumined to the fullest when you're dealing with the higher aspects of the Piscean frequency, right? So the difference between the two, between heaven and heathen, is the number eight, which is love, breast, and pleasures of love. Now I say, now wait a minute, you're trying to tell me that what separates me from my lowest aspect of being a heathen, which is somebody, is a person who studies no faith, no religion, and the concepts of heaven, which is a philosophical thing and a religious thing on, on certain levels, you're telling me that what separates me from these two things is these key words that denote the woman because you're dealing with love, you're dealing with breasts. This is something that's part of the woman's physical anatomy and the pleasures of love, which is the Venetian principle. So this is no coincidence. You see what I'm saying? And I want to say this to the people is that when you have inconsistencies in your psychology, this matrix will create events in your awareness for you to have to deal with that. You're not going to be able to run away from the inconsistencies in your own psychology. I don't care who you are. You're going to be forced to deal with it some type of way until you finally get over the hurdle, you see. So when we look in the community, right, and we see the treatment and the relationships between man and woman, these things are not operating at, at the most pristine level. Now, it's a bunch of reasons for that, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but what I'm saying is as part of the remedy, we have to come back together as family and actually do ceremonial rites to bind ourselves together as one, right, and, and ID wed. You understand what I'm saying? So, and, and this is how important the, the feminine principle is because you all know it. I, I was talking to my partner last night about these principles, prepping myself for the radio show tonight, and he said, man, you know, you might be on to something, man. He said, because, he, he, you know, he's married, one of my partners, and he separated from his wife for a nice little stint. And he told me, he said, you know, Jew, he said, about three months after I left my wife, I got arrested. Now, he said, and it's funny because I felt like when I was with her, I always had a covering. This is his, I'm quoting directly what he said. He said, when I was with her, I always felt like I had a covering. But he said, three months after I separated from her, I got arrested. Now, when you, when you, the men that you know that, go, that get in jail or, or go to jail and get in trouble with the law because Venus represents the law, so she's saying, okay, if you don't value me, right, if you, because the seventh house, which is Libra as well, also denotes marriage, but it also denotes the court system, the judges, these type of people. So she said, okay, if you don't, if you, if you don't be right by me on this plane of, of thought, right, coming together in unison as one, and you're not valuing me, then you're going to end up in this place with this man with this black gown on, or this woman with this black gown on and this gavel, and, and they're going to smack it down, and they're going to tell you 10 to 12, take them to the back. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of men get in trouble, and the first thing that they say, they say, man, I should have listened to my girl and stayed in the house. See, it's something about the feminine principle that tries to act as a covering for you down here in this physical world to keep you protected on a spiritual level. You see, these what these archetypes represent because 
Venus also represents a blessing in the chart, as so does Jupiter. You know what I mean? These are this is the area where a person is the most gifted at, or this is where the Creator has blessed them with a certain talent, per se. You see what I'm saying? So forward in this bill tonight, I said, okay, Jew, let's take this thing to another level. Now the prison cells, right? Because I'm, what I'm walking you through is all these things that make up the matrix around you that deals with this situation called jail, right? And what happens when you don't have the feminine principle or the Venetian principle by your side. The jail cells in America are eight by six. This is the standard size for the prison cells in America. They're eight by six. Now, eight times six, because remember I told you, when you become aware, you start to take these numbers and transfer them over into a spiritual system that will denote to you exactly why you're experiencing what you're experiencing and the keys on how to get out of it or get into something because everything is not bad. A lot of things are great and benevolent. But in this case, we're dealing with 8 by 6. So 8 times 6 is 48. Now, when you take, check the geometria on 48, you're going to get the two words, the key words, mercy and a woman. Now, look at this here. You're in an 8 by 6 cell. My premise tonight is that the reason that you're there is because you don't have the Venetian principle by your side as your wife or as your husband, gentlemen. And this organic reason why you're dealing with that inconsistency and finding yourself behind a wall somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Now, mercy and a woman. Now, when you're in that place, when you're in that eight by six, you're begging for mercy, aren't you, from the creator. What, what happens? I say a heathen. Right? You're, you're either heathen or you, uh, you're not married. Now, what happens, though? Let's, let's look at the psychology, what happens to man when he goes in there. He's begging for mercy in that 8 by 6 cell, and he's fiending for his woman, which is 48, which is mercy in a woman. Now, um, now when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in that place, what do you end up doing? First thing brothers do is they get religious once they get in the prison cell or the jail cell. They turn to the Quran or they turn to the Bible or they turn to some aspect of Judaism or they turn to a Buddhist. Whatever it is, they wait till they get in the place. They, be, they transform and, and transmutate from a heathen into the most enlightened spiritual person that you want to find. You know what Pac say? Uh, my little homie, he's a changed man. Went to prison now, no sending this the game plan. He said he want to go to the mosque. No time for females, you see. This is the psychology of what happens. So you're living out the reality backwards. What I'm saying is if you would have had these principles in place beforehand, you wouldn't have never had to go in there and live out that inconsistency in your psychology, you see. So now when you get in there, you want to find God. And now when you get in there, you're begging some woman outside of there who you want to stay down with you to marry you while you in a prison cell somewhere where you can't even have physical contact with her. Now, now you figure out, you know what, I need to marry this woman. Is that a coincidence? What, what light just went off in your head now? I know what it was. It was that 12th house. It was that confinement. But the exaltation of the Venus principle, which is the woman is now shining the light down on your consciousness telling you to... Wake up, you see. 
So, uh, and I ain't going to take too long, man, but I, I want to touch on this lastly in my closing because we only supposed to have 20, 30 minutes, and I know Noble and the Sheik will have some great information and dialogue with y'all about. But, now, go, go ahead. Push it a little, stretch it out a little bit because he just hit it and he said he's calling in in 10 minutes, so go ahead. Okay. So not only that, we're looking at these entities, these planets, or these forces, they have in, in the Kabbalah there's something called geniuses of these planets. Right? Now I'm going to show you how serious this is. The genius of the planet Venus is an entity that numerical value comes out to 55, which is Dag Dagdiel. That's the name of the entity, Dag Dagdiel, comes out to 55. Now, all of these geniuses and these forces, you have a lot, you have cliptic forces, you have angels, you have archangels, you have words of power dealing with the different names of God. Uh, in this case, we're dealing with the genius principle of the planet Venus. We're dealing with the, the darker side of it, though, because I have, to bring, I have to bring it to you this way to understand the reality of what you're facing, right? I'm, showing, I'm about to show you how these archetypes and these energies play out in this physical reality. You know, the biblical scriptures talks about you fight against principalities that you cannot see, right? And then we read that, and, you, we, you know, it, it sounds deep, and then we write it off because you walk outside and, you, you know, you can't see these entities or you don't even know that they exist, and then your whole life is going through shambles, right, because you got a lot of negativity on your brain, right, and, you, and a lot of the deeds that you're doing, a lot of the comments that you're making is inconsistent with who you say you are. You see what I'm saying? So you have this entity, uh, this genius principal in Venus named Dag Dagdiel, and here are the things that this particular entity governs over, all right? And we're dealing with Venus. We're dealing with the exaltation. I want to walk you all through this in Pisces, the energy of lockup. This entity deals with diseases, syphilis, gonorrhea, and the condition of a nymphomaniac, things that this energy regulates in this reality, diseases such as syphilis, gonorrhea, and nymphomaniacs. Now, I said, okay, okay. How does this all tie in and make sense, Minister Do The Center of Disease Control in Atlanta, they put out, you know, they put out their reports, you know, quarterly, and I was reading up on it, and it said that young men between the ages of 20 and 24 who are locked up are suffering from serious diseases such as syphilis and gonorrhea. These are sexually transmitted diseases. This is what they. This is what's not being talked about. Uh, you know generally speaking, even though people know that it's going on behind the wall, what happens. But these, this is, go check it out. The Center of Disease Control in Atlanta says these young men between 20 and 24 are suffering from these sexually transmitted diseases while being incarcerated, right? But it's a energy of the planet Venus that deals with the cliffotic side of the planet when it's touching down in this dark area of space known as the 12th house or i.e. the lockup energy or confinement that says I'm going to express the darker side 
since you have now failed to 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 raise up your vibra your vibratory rate to tap into the higher frequencies of the planet. Now you must experience the lower of the low, right? So now you're in here, and all of this behavior is going on sexually with all these men in the in this prison complex, and they're passing around these diseases, syphilis and gonorrhea, and and a lot of these brothers, when they get out, they they nymphomaniacs. They just they sexually driven, craving men because they've been locked up for so long. They get out and they just want to hit everything moving. They just gotta have sex, 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 sex all the time. You see what I'm saying? So this lower energy taking root in the house of confinement through this planetary energy Venus because what? Once again, you didn't deal with these inconsistencies in your psychology, which is finding an honest woman to act as the protectant and the shield. Is that a coincidence? Now, this energy, this clephotic energy, Dagdagdiel, could have been anywhere else in the chart or in the, in the natal wheel. But it says, no, I'm over here in the 12th house. I'm over here. Why? You see? So, you know, just wrapping up, man, you know, some practices because, you know, we're we talking about this thing, and like I'm saying, J and B are showing people, and you see it happening. Young, a young J. Cole is engaged. Dwayne Wade now is engaged. Uh, you know, and it's interesting that I read also the percentages. The number one reason that black men go back to jail, so say, for instance, you are already an offender and you get out, the number one reason that you go back is due to a domestic violence situation. So look at that. Once again, you, you're going in because you, don't, you haven't nurtured the Venetian principle in your life. And then when you get out, you go bang on that same Venetian principle to put you right back in the same situation. You see how vicious the wheel and the cycle is, right? Instead of understanding what you need to do in order to rectify the situation. You see what I'm saying? So uh, in closing, man, the, some practices that I just start implementing, uh, implementing as of late, and I just I just become newlywed back in August of this this past year, 2013. Um, you want to do you want to dance with your wife, dance with your woman on the weekends, Friday and Saturday. You got to get back into uh, being compassionate and things of this nature to pull down certain forces in this universe. Primarily something that they call the Shekinah in the Kabbalah or in Judaism. Uh, it's a force that um, unfolds on married couples, and it also unfolds on people who, three or more people who come together in prayer, and it loves the sound of music. They say that the angels sit at the throne of the Most High, and all they do is sing and play music and adorn the Creator for, for creating this marvelous universe. And it's a scripture in Second Kings, the, the second book of Kings, um, 3 and 15, where it says, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. <clears throat> you see, this is talking about the Shekinah. It's talking about the feminine aspects of the creator, which comes down to dwell with man when he is married. And you wonder why they say it's favorable to do this thing. 
You see what I'm saying? Because now you, you have some of the sages and the mystics of old was reading a book called Treasures of the Kabbalah, real old print. came out like in like 1913, and they talked about how when the man finally has met the woman or the Venetian principle in his life and they have united themselves together, he no longer had – the pupil that was once his is no longer his. He has now found his way. Why would he say that? He's saying that because now the blessings of the Most High – will emanate directly into your life. You no longer need me for your teacher, young man. You have the force of God dwelling with you every day, every step that you take, you see. So this is the science, man, and this energy comes down primarily on the weekend. So you want to get with your lady. Remember, it loves, it loves harmony. It loves music. So have these things on your mind while you're doing this because it's nothing like awareness when you're doing spiritual practices of knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it and what energy is available. So dance with your woman on Saturday nights, man. I, I did it this weekend. Set up, get you some candles lit, put you on some slow music, man, and get out there and have an intimate time and dance with your lady, man, because the forces of the universe converge on that and they bring upon blessings in your life. So with that, man, I'm going to pass it on to the next brother in line so that they can get their perspective on you know, the women principle and the guru principle because my stance is you become a guru once you, once, you, once you receive the feminine energy properly into your life. And most importantly, it will keep you from out of disgusting, despicable places that you don't want to wind up in, such as jail. Wow. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. I'm on Facebook, and I'm like, did this dude just tell the entity that governs STDs and, and, and uh, Yvette over there, like, yes, he did, uh, Yvonne over there, like, yes, he did. But, uh, hey, man, he was not, man. He don't keep no secrets. Um, Shake Osbeard, did you hear him? Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Aki. How are you tonight? We good, beloved. How are you? I'm well, thinking Allah for his mercy. His beneficence good, good, good. on us all. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, you can take it, man. The whore and the guru. Uh, I don't know how much you caught you caught of this brother's um, his dissertation was an excellent principle dealing with how the woman keeps man out of jail and the, and the woman's presence alone protects him. Uh, phenomenal right. discourse that he just gave, and he also talked about how when um, brothers go to prison how all of a sudden they want to get married while they're in prison. You know what I'm saying? So, right, uh, right, you know, right. Right. on the importance of the feminine principle and how she served as protection. But the mic is all yours. Yeah. Well, peace, Brother Jew, Minister Jew. I uh, work hey. in the prison institutions, and I teach there hey. as, a, as an educator, and I, and I can bear witness to the truth of what you said, that this happens every day. And... Um, please, please. So, you, you know, just to say that you are right on point with that. You know, as always, as a Muslim, and I say that, I want to be explanatory. Muslim means, to me, a being at peace by submission to the will of the divine. So, when I say, as a Muslim, I'm speaking of a human being who has been able to find unshakable inner peace which I call Islam, and which is described as Islam. I always like to leave a, um, a prefix, if you will, because I'm not caught up in traditions. I'm not caught up in what we see on CNN and 
and Fox News with that type of action. I am a person who likes to delve deep into Scripture. And as a Muslim, I believe in all the Scriptures revealed to us by the divine being whom I choose to serve and call Allah. Alhamdulillah. So I like to lay that base because I know that the audience has listened is vast and I don't want you to believe or feel that I'm separated from you in any way. We are all from the one divine being, regardless to what tribe we are from. I like to go back a little bit in this concept of the whore and the guru. We know a guru is a teacher, a guru is a master. In Arabic, we say sheikh. In Hebrew, I believe it is called a kohen. And um, in Christianity, I guess we would say bishop or something to that effect. But I want to go back from my sheikh, Amir Fatiha, may Allah sanctify his secret and give him long life here in Dunya and Akira. In the scriptures, I'm going to start with the Bible. In the Bible, and I know I'm not going to take a lot of time, in the Bible, there is a woman referred to as Jezebel. And many of the people today refer to her as a whore. Um, Really, she wasn't, and I know that's going to sound really strange to some of us. Um, She was not a whore. She was a woman and a priestess, actually. Uh, And she served a goddess, and the goddess that she served was Ashtaroth. Ashtaroth. And this was not in congruency, not in a a flow with the, the Hebraic tradition. So, of course, she was deemed as a as a whore, because in this um, in this mystery school, if we will, um, sex was a part of it. People learned to have sex properly to open up different energy centers and um, within the human being. They used it as a tool to uh, awaken that shekhinah, if you will, to awaken the kudalini, that salah force within us. They used the sexual energy as a force because it, because it is a creative force. So the question is asked, was Jezebel a whore? And that leads us to ask, you know, what is a whore? You know, when we look at the Catholic Church and we have a, uh, we know now that Pope now, that they have now in the Catholic Church is very progressive. I don't know if he'll be this progressive, but he's very progressive. And, you know, we have nuns in the church who uh, today are considered brides of Christ. Um, the priestesses of antiquity were called hores, or wives of Hiru, wives of Horus, when we look in the comedic tradition. As Hiru was the archetype for light, for energy, a huri was a priestess of light. She was a female priestess of light. Now, when you look in the Middle East today, you see a very misogynistic attitude towards the female. And no offense to any Muslims or Jewish people who... Uh, feel that the woman should be subjugated, but I believe in, the, in in Arabic we say the word nakah, and this means a mate, really a soul mate, someone who is connected to you at the soul level. So this being is not subjected to you. This being is your mate. You two together become one. So we cannot take that from her. Um, the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to us that marriage or nakah is one half of iman, of faith. So we cannot have a total iman 
without a union with the female as a man and without a union with a male as a female. There's a necessity in order for us to be complete. So some Huri adepts mastered and taught the sacred tantric sexual sciences. Um, to be a king, a priest, a leader, a man, was expected to have mastered his sexual energy. Today, I believe in this society, we would not have the type of corruption you see in the world today if men mastered themselves before they came to power. At 40 years old, the Quran says a man is mature. And we know in the ancient temples of Kemet, one had to study 40 years before he could become makaru, before he could be one considered to be true of speech, he had to study and he had to grow into himself to become a true netter, to understand that embodiment of the netter within him from a complete viewpoint. Uh, a man was expected to have mastered his sexual energy and who better to instruct and guide a young man in sexual cultivation than women who are themselves masters. Most societal and national and global individual problems are rooted in misdirected sexual energy, in misdirected sexual energy. So the wise adepts developed advanced systems to ensure that people entrusted with leadership didn't bring their sexual hang-ups into their position. In the Quran, in the Surah 56, Ayat 2, 22 through 24, it reads, And the Horiyain, like unto hidden pearls, a renewal for what they accomplished. Now, some of my brothers who are Muslims may disagree with the terminology that I'm using and the definition that I'm using here because it's usually translated as bright-eyed ones. But as always, when we study this language, when we study the, the Semitic language, whether it be Arabic, whether it be Hebrew, whether it be um, Aramaic, we know that as we study these languages, each of the phrases, each of the words could have seven meanings. And I believe I stated last time when I was on with you, beloved, that each letter in the sacred language, in the, in the, in the Arabic and also in the other Semitic languages, I would say each letter carries between 12,000 and 24,000 oceans of meaning, according, according to the Nashabandis and according to some other uh, mystical groups, 12,000 to 24,000 oceans of meaning. So you and I can then exhaust it. Allah says in Quran, all the oceans were ink, and with seven oceans added to them, with all the trees being pins, we could never exhaust the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I want to go further and say, um, these high priestesses, such as Jezebel, um, it is believed that almost assuredly she was a whore. And since the word whore, the word whore is, a deriv deriv um, is derived from the word whore, then the words are somewhat accurate. The, the understanding is not, however, I was contemplating on this talk this week, and I'm a little bit nervous here because I'm rushing and there's so much in my head. I, want, I don't want to take too much time.
But as I reflected on the words today and during the course of the month, Allah revealed, or the divine being, by whatever name we choose to call him, or it, or she, whichever way we want to see this, the divine being gave his angels a message. And the message was given to the prophets. These words on the page, in these letters, in these formats, encapsulate the wisdom of the divine. So to say um, that we comprehend totally would definitely be a misnomer, and it would take us eons of time to really understand the totality of what the divine wants us to have. But suffice it to say that in these ancient schools, these ancient master scientists, with these remarkable powers, taught people such as Esau and other people how to master. They taught gurus. Gurus learn from women. When did sex become perverted? Sex became perverted when human beings began to use it for ill repute. When human beings began to become so engulfed by the feeling that they lost the science of it. When the mind is involved in the sexual act and we know precisely what we're doing, the sexual union between the man and the woman is a, is a mechanism to arise to God consciousness in both beings. In the comedic system, there's something called sexual um, anki, and that is a way of moving the kudalini, as some call it. Some people call it the sekinah, some people call it sekhim, some call it selah, but we're pointing to the same essence. The Indians say the kudalini is coiled three times around the coax. When that energy is moved and it comes up the spinal column, as the comedics call it the jid, as it comes up the jid and awakens the chakras and they begin to twirl in the right direction, we become enlightened. I'm a firm believer that the sexual act can enlighten us if you and I can turn it around. It is unfortunate today that I believe in the subconscious mind of our women that they know their power sexually and they feed on it and some men know the power of it and feed on it for negative purposes. I don't believe that there is a duality. I believe there is a, plural, a, a plurality. There is a, a positive and a negative, a yin and a yang, if you will. And these energies if you, is the job of the human being to balance the energies. We've lost in this mindset now that there is right and wrong. And in truth, there just is. We're in this world as a college to learn, to evolve, to become one with the divine, to grab the lessons so we can move on to the next level of existence, the next dimension of existence, if you will. But we have to master the sexual urge. Now, looking at our women today, and I know a lot of women are listening, and I don't want you to feel that I'm being misogynistic, but when I look at women and I see you half-dressed, and I see clothes so tight that it looked like someone spray-painted them on you. And you have beautiful bodies, beautiful figures, but that's not attractive to a man who is imbued 
divine. When he sees that, he sees your mind. And he sees the yearning within you to attract to yourself that which you've lost. When you wore huriyayin, and now that word has been perverted down to the term whore, and now we act on that. Not just the women, the men as well. Male whores, men who have fallen from their high place as priests, now we are now feeding on each other in the community, using sexual energy, the creative energy, to rob each other of our innate abilities to use each other for materialistic gain. This is sad. This is a sad state for us to be uh, living like this when you and I are definitely, definitely the most evolved creatures on the physical plane. And I emphasize on the physical plane. We have to now grow stronger. And there's so much on this temple, what they used to call temple prostitutes. Um, and they were, that's a misnomer because they weren't really prostitutes. Um, they were being paid to teach at art. Sheikh um, Amir says this. He says, they were no more uh, being paid for sex than I, if I sent my son to martial art class and I said, I paid his teacher to kick his butt. No, I don't pay him to teach to kick him. I pay him to teach him. And because today, in this society today, our minds have become so polluted with the sexual act, and we see it as something totally adverse to natural. We, do un- we say things like it's unnatural. Um, sex has become violent. We use terms like, I'm going to beat that up. I'm going to tear it up. I'm gonna- Every terminology that we use towards sex is violent. Imagine the power you would have if you changed your words. If you became true of speech, if you changed your words, if you used the hekka to produce, to create during the act, to visualize, as many of the gods have done of ancient antiquity, to visualize creation as we cohabit with one another, and then we draw into reality the manifestation of what we visualize, and we make it a reality on this plane, but we're not using it for that purpose. We're using, this is, some of us, are, some of you are using your sexual prowess, your, your gift from the divine, your power from the divine to get a rock, get a car, get a house be on television, to do something that really you could do without that. You could do that with your mind. But the creative act, the creative act, just think, every human being, except for the ones they created or made in the laboratory, came through the act of sex. If we are that powerful to create each other through this act, then that same act has another creative force involved there that we're missing. We have to channel the energy. We have to open these chakras, and we have to move the energy. We are losing so much of the divine energy, wasting it away because we are cohabiting with each other improperly. We're not communicating with each other properly. We're not saying the right words. We're not chanting the right tones. We don't have the right vibration in the home. When we 
enter into the act, the mindset is not correct. So therefore, we can't bring from that act what it is that we want to materialize on this plane of existence. So we have to redirect this now. We have to become more conscious. You have to sit and learn. Master Elijah Muhammad, may Allah sanctify his secret. He said to us that we had to learn everything over again, including how to go to the bathroom. So if we don't know how to use a toilet correctly, then we definitely don't know how to make correctly. And I know some of the brothers that listen to our brother, I know how to put it down. You know, you got, we got all these slaves. I know what I'm doing. The sisters are thinking, you know, uh, this brother know what he's talking about. I, I know what I'm doing in the bedroom. And I'm sure all of you are very gifted. You might know this, the 64 modes and positions that we used in ancient Kemet. You might know all of that. But if the energy, the power, the force of the mind is not behind it, then it's speculative. And you're not operating correctly, and you cannot get the right outcome until you learn how to operate, how to move the subtle energy within yourself. As I believe I said last time, I, I use the chakra because it's so common in the society, and it coincides. It seems that the Indian traditions are very palatable in the West. And we can say guru, we can say chakra, we can say... Um, um, all the Indian terms, aura, but if I say lata if, if I say hela, if I say shek, everyone gets afraid. Again, that's a programming. That's a programming. If you and I want to grow into power, the real power of ourselves, learn the words of your text, whether it be Injil, whether it be Torah or Tanakh, whether it be Quran, learn what the divine gave you, and find you a good teacher. But without a teacher, without a guru, without a sheikh, you have a divided mind as your guide. So we want to learn that. And, I, and uh, I'm sorry, brother, that I don't know if I took too much time or not. Sometimes I get in the flow here. But we have to stop the pimp or relationship because it transfers. You know, one of the things I used to hate about the Cosby show is that whenever uh, Bill wanted something, he could act like a clown for Clara to give him whatever it is he wanted. If he wanted to be intimate with her, he had to, you know, let her take his food from him or treat him like a little boy. I despise that about the show because she uh, emasculated him in order to pleasure him, in order for him to get pleasure. And some of us follow the train today. We allow the women to emasculate us to break us down and treat us like little boys, to receive the divine gift that was meant for us anyway. So there has to be a balance in the relationship. So when men subjugate women and treat them low and treat them like they're objects and to give them things to, to receive pleasure from them, or even give you gifts, and sometimes they give you gifts just to say that they gave it to you, to hold it over you so they can receive favors, sexual favors from you. No, it's time for us to sit down as couples before marriage and discuss what it is that you want. To know what you want before you enter into that union, into that contract, you must know what it is that you want. It is a sacred act, an act that is beyond the physical, an act that is truly metaphysical, an act that will create things in your life that you won't be able to control because you did it without control. You must this is an absolute, have these talks, have these conversations, and come in line. You have to break the cycle 
of the pimp whore relationship. You have to stop being a harlot and become a huriyan, to become a being that is so skilled in the art of inner cultivation, of inner energy, that when you and your mate come together, you visualize. You visualize that your children will all be scholars. You visualize that they will all be successful in life. You visualize everything that you desire, that you will become a, a, a spiritual giant in the earth. And when you visualize that while you're copulating and moving the chakras and open the chakras, you cannot deny this universe. It cannot deny you. When that crown chakra opens and shoots out into the atmosphere and the stratosphere, and you draw down that power. Watch what happens. So that's my word. Shukran. Thank you. Hey, hey, that, that I was about to, I had to stop myself because I was about to go, go ahead, Muhammad. Peace, Muhammad. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I wanted to do, but I said I ain't going to do it. I just muted the line and said it to myself. But, um, no, that's, that's, that's powerful. And look, both of y'all, don't trip on Tom. Look, I, I, I said that to be respectful of y'all, Tom. I set the show for three hours, and this is how y'all know people. This ain't, this ain't scripted. Each week the goal is next week the prime minister will pick a subject matter. You pick a subject matter, we know the subject matter, and, like, we don't even know what the timeline is. We initially disagree to say, okay, 20 minutes apiece. But I set the show for three hours just so we can have um, more than enough time just in case. All right. So when we okay. go on at nine, we got to twelve o'clock. So if you ever, you know, if you press for time, um, um, you know, even if you press for time, you press for time. But if you need a little bit more time, just know that the show is really set to twelve. And in all honesty, even at twelve o'clock, uh, it stops streaming off the internet. But people who are listening on the phone, we get an additional hour on the back end. So we actually get a four-hour show. It's just three of it recorded on the internet live. And then um, it's another additional hour on the back end. But when you go back and listen to the archives, you'll be able to hear the whole four hours on the internet. All right. So just to let y'all know that, so I just I, I do that as a, uh, you know as a safety precaution, just in case we do run over. So I'm not tripping um, over time. Uh, Those you said some powerful stuff, man. Um, uh, I got like three notes here. You said that the sexual act can actually enlighten us, um, and 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 the intent of the act and the and, and the envisioning and I did a show called the uh, Messianic Birth and my viewpoint is understanding that astrology is a tool that talks about the psychology of human character. So if we want to talk about let's birth a God and you want to um, you want your daughter to be uh, a justice official. Uh, to go off into government or, or to build your own government. Um, you want them to have that backdrop. That backdrop. Um, it would be sufficient for you to give birth to uh, a Libra or a Capricorn person, someone who is going to study law and get into government. And, then, and, and since we know that vibration, we can sit back and say, hey, around October, the sun is in Libra, <clears throat> And not only will the sun be there, Mercury travels close to the sun, so Mercury's going to be there. This is what the person thinks about. And what a coincidence, Venus is going to be here too, uh, and maybe Mars. We lucked up this year, and we're going to have four planets in the constellation of Libra. So let's plan nine months beforehand with the intent 
in the art of conception that we're going to bring down, uh, uh, bring in a spiritual being who is going to be infused with mayat, with justice, with law. And then when, when the woman is pregnant for nine months, we're going to do womb programming based off this principle. So mommy is going to think about justice, law, prayers of mayat, and infuse the womb with that program. So then when time birth comes, this person is going to exemplify this cosmic ray of energy automatically. So it absolutely can't be done. <clears throat> the parable, and again, excuse me for my voice, y'all, but the, the parable of the wise men finding the Messiah based off the of stars is, 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 is wisdom in of itself because it's talking about to be wise, one must know the stars. Now, in the physically pinpoint of birth, you a bad boy on the earth, but, you know, it's talking about a celestial story here. All right? So this is, this is a real, this is the real deal, and this can be done, and this is actually how we should do it. I always say the priests of the South, the old priests, my favorite priest, the Mayan Omec, who left us the fabulous calendar of 2012 because they was like, listen, we see y'all in the future. We give it up to 2012, and after that, it's y'all turn to do something. And I love them for doing that because now we don't, we can't get stuck. They gave us an expiration date. They weren't even here right now in months our time and gave us an expiration date to get ready for and say, now it's your turn to do something. Nobody else did that for us. You know what I mean? They was like, no, it's yours. So they had a short count calendar, 260 days, which is uh, approximately very close to the female's gestation period. So the priests were actually observing a woman's pregnancy period in, in, in order to um, create a calendar system. That's some bad stuff. That's, that's, that's cold. Um, and even with the sexual act in itself and talking about the enlightenment, when we look at the very first episode in Genesis, we're getting prepped into sexual education. The whole story pretty much is like, hey, you know, you can eat of the tree. Surely you're not going to die. And this is what this is what Nakash or the serpent is saying to Eve. And she eats of the tree. And then, you know, and next thing you know, she tells Adam and he eats of the tree. And then God coming through, Adam, where you at? And he's like, oh, they hiding. Why are you hiding? Man, I'm naked. What do you mean you naked? You, you naked? Who told you you was naked? The serpent, man, and, and the woman that you gave me. And actually, in truth, what happened was the sages teach this. Adam was actually shown, he's shown the act of um, he was ungrateful because he actually blamed the creator and said, man, it was the woman you gave me. Now, look, man, after the creator just set up here and blessed this dude with a woman, and you're going to turn around and blame me? But see, we never even look at it, and that's a whole other conversation. But that was an act of ingratitude, all right, and that, that's not cool. But anyway... Uh, it's a sexual story. So they become, their eyes become open, and that's the key. They said that, literally, their eyes become open. They cover up their sexual parts, and then this is all taking place in the Garden of Eden. Now, I've said this before, but the Sheikh made me, when he said the sexual act can enlighten us, it made me think about Eden, because Eden in the Hebrew is composed of three letters. It's Ein, Dalif, Nun, Aiden. All right? Now, we know that in Hebrew, Letters have a cosmic principle, either it corresponds to a zodiac sign, a planet, or an element, and then it also has a symbolic archetype of what it actually looks like. So the first letter, I, looks like the I. So we call this letter I. 
the Dallas is uh, corresponds cosmically to the planet Venus that the Prime Minister talked about in his dissertation, which is the planet of marriage and protection and relationships. And then noon is Scorpio and sex. Scorpio rules sex. So Iden is the I relationship of sex. It's talking about your pineal vision becomes open in a sexual relationship, and that's what happens. So thus when the serpent, who's the kundalini energy that the sheikh talked about, the serpent, the kundalini energy became awakening once they had the right knowledge, and then immediately they had knowledge of and started governing themselves accordingly of their sexual parts because that's what Eden actually represents. The paradise is talking about your third eye becoming open and doing the sexual experience in your marriage because Venus represents marriage, all right? So I had to, had to build on that particular point when you said that. I'm going to get into real fast. Um, the whore and the guru, from my perspective, is, is, um, is, is coming from the perspective of mercy. And my thesis is the whore is the divine but she's also the opposite of the divine state. Now, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I'm, I'm explaining shortly. The guru who is one who attains spiritual insight and foresight, meaning the ability to see events in the future before, or be, before they actually uh, occur in our reality, all right? And this is basically he's connected to the divine source himself, all right? Man and woman's most important lesson in this reality is to understand the unique divinity of male-female intelligence and how these two different beings create a synergy when they come together. Man and woman are only, they're one only when they come together, but not in the same, all right? We're not one physically, emotionally, and mental functions. These are individual, opposite, unique functions. But the mainframe is to understand the vast network of male-female personalities and to understand that I like to use the psychology of the zodiac, all right? Now, the first time the term whore or harlot, which is the same word in Hebrew, was used was in Genesis 38:15. all right? And this is with Judah, who, by the way, is the lion, which you get in, in, in Genesis 49. Judah is the lion, as we know, tribe of Judah, right? The lion, which now is a, is a constellation, which is Scorpio, what a coincidence, the letter Teth um, that corresponds, in Hebrew, that corresponds to Leo, the symbolic archetype is the serpent because it looks like a snake. That letter looks like a snake. So the serpent is Leo. The Kundalini is Leo because it's talking about the love and it's talking about the romance. All right? So Judah... Um, actually asked his daughter-in-law, Tamar, and this is funny because Tamar Braxton is on the rise now. This is a spiritual story in totality. He asked Tamar to sleep with him, and she basically said, okay, what you going to pay me? And then, now he didn't know that was her because she actually had on what, she took off her widow's garb and garbed up, and he actually thought she was a prostitute. All right, so when he goes to the town and she's sitting there, her face is covered. He thinks she a prostitute. He thinks she a whore. And he like, yo, I, I want to sleep with you. And she's like, well, how much you going to pay me? And he's like, well, I ain't got no money on me right now. But I tell you what, I'm going to give you a goat. But since I ain't got no money on me right now, let's negotiate something. And she's like, okay, I tell you what, give me your seal, your cord, and your staff, and I'll hold these as collateral till you get back and give me my kid goat. 
So then they did they think and she got pregnant, right? Now, Judah is is like, yo, I want you to go take this goat and pay the girl and, you know, go look for the whore. So there's people go looking for the whore, and they're like, ain't no whore. This is the street gospel. Ain't no hoes been around here, man. That's what they're telling Judah people. Ain't no hoes around here. So they go back to Judah, like, man, ain't no hoes over there. So Judah, like, he shook. I don't know what happened. So Judah gets word that Tamar is pregnant by being a whore. Now, he he like wait a minute hold on because she was actually Ju- she was actually married to Judah's first son, all right. Now Judah's first son Onan, he actually was um, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do sexually, and the creator was displeased and killed him. I talked about this before. And then she married his second son. His second son Judah told him said listen I need you to marry your brother's wife, and I want you to have children in your brother's name. He refused to, and he wasted his semen. This is all in, and you can see this all in, in Genesis, around Genesis 38. He wasted his semen. So the creator said, oh, no, you don't. He killed him. All right. So for some reason, we keep getting this sexual education about the appropriate use of semen here. All right? And then his youngest son was too young to marry, and that's when Judah said, listen, Tamar, Go to your daddy crib, stay over there for a while until my oldest son, my youngest son, become older, and I'll let you marry him. Time passed. It didn't happen. When she heard Judah was coming into town, that's when she took off her widow's guard, put on another guard. He thought she was a hoe, and he, you know, he Leo, so he wanted, he wanted to do his thing, want to be romantic. So he like, okay, well, how much you going to pay me? You know, I want to sleep with you. So that's how, that's how that story actually goes. So um, she ended up getting the staff. Now, the word for whore or harlot in Hebrew is composed of three letters. Zine, which is the letter Z, the noon, which is the, the letter N, and the H. So Zana. All right? And it equals numerically sixty-two. Now this is interesting, because remember, I started off and I said, listen, the whore is divine, but she's opposite the divine. So how can something be divine but opposite to divine? And this is what I mean. Look at the number for whore. She equals 62. But when you turn that around, you get 26. And 26 is what? The value of the sacred name of the creator, the Tetragrammaton, the name that we don't pronounce, who you call Yahweh. All right? So what I'm saying, the whore is divine, but she's actually divinity in the opposite state. We're talking about numerical principles here because the priests were so wise that every single word in creation they knew had a numerical value that pointed to something else. And they were actually, when you think they're talking about a whore, they're really talking about God. That's what they're really doing, all right? And I'll give you a classic example. In the book of Joshua 6.17, the seven priests in Joshua are about to take Jericho. So, and it says, the whole city is to be prescribed for the Lord. Only Rahab the whore is to be spared in all that was with her in her house. Hold up, God. You're about to sack the whole city, which really, this is a, this is a, a celestial story again. We went from Judah being a lion. And now we're going over to, to, to Joshua 
blowing the ram's horns, talking about Ares and warfare, conquest, all right? This is a celestial story that's taking place. And God is like, listen, I'm going to let you take the city, but anybody that's rolling with, that, with, 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 with the whore, they're good money. Leave her alone and, and her people alone. So God got some type of relationship with these whores, all right? Now, <clears throat> let's prove the term opposite because I said that the whore is opposite the creator. We saw it numerically. I proved that. But I like to go to Genesis 2.18 where the English translation states that it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a fitting helper for him. The English did such a horrible job. They slaughtered that. They slaughtered it. It's similar. And in English, it will say something like, it will say, it is not good for man. But the way they were started in Hebrew, it, it would literally read, said Lord God, not the Lord God said. They would say, said Lord God, not good whereas man alone, that's how they talk, not good whereas man alone make for him help opposite. That's what they said. Let's say it again. The Hebrew translation will literally read word for word, Said Lord God, not good, whereas man alone makes for him help opposite. It didn't say make for him a fitting helper. It said help opposite for him, make for him help opposite. I will make him an opposite. Say nothing about a fitting helper. I will make for him an opposite. Now watch how clever these priests are. What is the word for opposite? Well, the word for opposite also only has three letters. The letter noon again, what a coincidence, we're talking about sex, the whore. Noon keeps popping up, that's Scorpio. Noon, Gamil, which is the letter G, and Dalif, which is D. Nagad, N-G-D, Nagad, right? It equals numerically 57. But the word bana, or bana, right, B. N H equals 57, and that's the word that means build. So when you build something, so why would opposite have the same numerical value of a word that means build? Because you must build things of an opposite nature. This is the realm of alchemy, fire, air, earth, water. Right? You mix it up together, make you some gumbo. And this is how you create in this reality, man and woman. We come together, opposites attract. So they're telling you, based off the, off the rip, man and woman are to become one, but this one is actually an opposite. What the heck is that? That's an oxymoron in itself. How can something be one, but how can two things be one, and they themselves is two, is more than one, but they come together, but in essence, they're actually different. They're opposite. See, we, 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 live, we live in a place, and, and from my understanding of how I look at things, we live in a place that odd numbers are actually even, and even numbers are actually odd. What do you mean? Because when I look at the number three, one, two, and three, just look at three digits, the number one, the number two, and number three, we would say half of three is 1.5. I would say half of three is the number two. Because at the number two, the number one is on the left side and the number three is on the right side. So two sits in the middle with three. Two is half of three, not 1.5.
and it is only odd numbers that sit directly in the middle where it has an even amount of numbers to its left and to its right, not those even number things. You see? This is a strange place that we live in, but a beautiful place. It's a beautiful paradox. All right? So you can only build with the opposite. And this is why the priest um, named Joshua can build a relationship with a whore named Rahab and Judah with Tamar. Because the whore, like I said, is opposite God. And as soon as she serves the higher purpose, she immediately becomes the reflection of the most high. Meaning, only thing she had to do was allow these godly men to, to do their function. Okay, the Lord told you to come in here with the priest and walk around seven times. Y'all going to blow it down? I'm with that. I'm going to let you send two spies in my camp, and they're going to tell you the whole layout of the city. Right? And since Judah didn't keep his word and allow his younger son to marry Tamar, she's like, okay, I got something for you. You lied to me. So I'm going to stand, on, 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 I'm gonna stand by the side. You're going to solicit me, and I'm going to let you knock me up. And then you're going to be a hypocrite. And when they tell you that I'm pregnant because by being a whore, you're going to issue an edict to burn me by the fire. Now look at that, Judah, Leo, fire. Leo is a fire sign. This is a cosmic science they're talking about, but that fire is talking about what? That serpentine energy that the shape was talking about, right? So since you was being a hypocrite, I'm going to allow you to put the serpent in the fire inside of me. Now I'm pregnant. So then when you find out, when she said, this, I'm, I'm pregnant by, she sent, she sent the word back and said, tell Judah I'm pregnant by him who these belong. And she gave up the cord, the seal, and the staff which can all be symbolic for uh, uh, the cord we know is an is a, is a umbilical cord. Uh, the seal is your belly button. <laughs> and the staff we know could literally be um, what you would call your penis. It's, it's all, it depends how you see it, but it's all a sexual expression of what the story is talking about. But as soon as she basically had to hold him to his word, because the Zohar teaches us that Man cannot come in this reality and not have no children. That is a no-no. The creator has a fit. That's like a, that's an ultimate sin. Look, in the Jewish tradition, what you call Jewish, if a man is married for 10 years and his wife hasn't conceived, that's grounds for a divorce because the creator is here to have an experience. All right, so it depends on how you want to look at it. Like, oh, that may be a little steep, but that's that's that that's that's real stuff in the tradition. So a man, and they definitely say you cannot be a priest if you don't have no wife. You tripping? So there's wonderful stories that talk about the holy celibate Shia, which means holy person. He was so he was so he was so uh, in love with 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 learning the Torah and immersing himself in the Torah that he decided that he wasn't going to ever have sex, and he didn't want to be bothered with a wife, so he didn't take a wife. He was celibate. He'd go off to the temple, and he'd live there, and he'd, he'd sleep on the floor and only eat crumbs, and he would always do nice things and study and, and give charity. So the day that he died, there was a big announcement. The great Zadikim, which means righteous, the great Zadikim died. He died, and they announced it throughout the city. And then they give him a wonderful burial. And, and on upon his death, as he's going up into the higher worlds, he's thinking that the archangel's going to come and blow the trumpet. But instead, he's, he's ushered into the heavenly courtroom where the Zadikim sit 
and they start bringing charges on him. So we see you study a lot of Torah. They ain't even call him his holy name. They, they, they came back down on the street to him and said, Benny, I see you studied a lot of Torah. You did very well, but you made one major mistake in this lifetime. You didn't marry. You think you know Hashem, the creator. You think you know Hashem. You think you love Hashem. You don't love Hashem because you're selfish. Had you had a wife, you would have learned what it was like to give because she would have told you when it was time for you to study, hey, I don't want you to study. I need you to spend some time with me. You would have learned how to compromise. So you have no patience. You don't know what it's like to share. You don't know what it's like to compromise. You just thought about yourself the whole time. And she would have showed you how to get closer to the creator through, the, through that opposition. You see? So the Zohar is heavy and rich in the understanding of man and woman must learn how to come together. But not just come together. It's like the prime minister said, like the Sheikh said, come together on a certain level of consciousness and create in this world. Because right? every time that you create sexually, you're not going to bring a child through. But then there's many great teachings that talk about how you create spiritual children every time of orgasm. And these spiritual children live in a different realm, and then it can cause you havoc. Me and the prime minister have been searching. We know rhythms in our own personal life. We know when we're going to get into arguments. With our, with, our, with, our, with our wife in a sense of what we can call an argument, a disagreement, shall I say. It's, it's a pattern. Am I lying, Prime Minister? No, you got me on mute. It's a no, pattern. You're not lying. And like, we know the day before we get here. Every, we, we know it already. You see? The magic, the magic, the magic is... Knowing the pattern, it's a it's an amazing thing, man, to see the energy creep up on you from all these other sources and to watch it try to nudge its way into your life of having the wisdom to be able to negate it is that's right. the beautiful part. That's right. That's right. And that's when they will call it. The evil inclination, the eye kicks in and it's looking. They said the evil inclination seeks one main thing. It is to, to cause marital strife. And even if you're not married in relationships, he don't want you to get married. He don't want you to learn how that science is coming together. And that's the very first thing we taught in Genesis. You're going to have issues in this department, ladies and gentlemen, when you try to come together. Good luck. And don't eat a rich tree. You know what I'm saying? That's the very first thing we introduced to. You know what I mean? So that that's that's my take on it. You know, we gotta we gotta become more wise and understand certain patterns. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I give it back to you guys before we can take a couple callers. You know, Jake, uh, you good? Great bill, man. I'm here. Cool, cool, cool. Loved your dissertation. That 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 was that was beautiful, brother. That was on point. Thank you. Thank you. That was my reflection. Was reflection of y'all, man. Well, yeah, we take we entertain a couple callers, and uh, I'm gonna hold nobody up. And um, I want to bring three one four on five three six. I believe this is Brittany. What's happening? Brittany, you there? Hello. 314? Hey. 
Hey, hey, what's going yes, on? Yes, I'm here. What's happening? Yeah, so um, I'm very happy to be on with you brothers tonight. Um, just to even come on at the time that I did, the energy was very high. Um, just tapped in at the right time. And so I just wanted to speak on behalf of um, the energy of the great matriarch, you know, just that primordial energy of the woman um, and the fact that we carry a portal in our bodies each and every day. You know, I heard you, uh, Ampu, and the brother that was on before you, you know, just speak about how all life comes through the woman. And if we know how sacred our bodies are, the fact that we are the ones that are bringing the gods down, it's like, you know, we really have to uh, recognize that power of sex. And, um, and you know what we're creating whenever we're having sex. I got my little baby mm-hmm. here with me. But, um yeah, so, but what I wanted to, just what I wanted to uh, say is that um, it's the important uh, the important energy of whenever you are coming together with the individual and um, just tapping into sex, period, you know, just knowing, like you said, that you're creating a life, not even like a physical life of a baby, but if you come together with the intent and the energy of just creating things uh, to manifest into your life, you know, on a spiritual level, it's just it's profound. It's, it's deep. So um, just educating yourself on that level. So um, right now, I'm just I'm just I'm just absorbing all the energy and information that you all have to to share, and I'm appreciating it. And um, I'm learning more every day. I just I just want to say thanks for being on the call right now. Um, indeed, indeed. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. And you, you, got, you got a radio show. What's the next radio show? It is on Wednesday. It is going to be every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. And um, it's it's called the Cosmic Grove, the Bliss of Oneness, the Cosmic Grove. And the focus is just on, you know, being in harmony with all of the energies that surround you. Um, I base it off of the energies with the moon. But, um, you know, just being in harmony with all the planetary energies, the energies that we're dealing with on Earth, with the numbers, with um, herbs, you know, with just energies that are surrounding you so that you can plan your week accordingly, you know, like what's the best day to to buy something, what's the best day to, uh, you know, just to create things, you know, where you have the best energy surrounding you, the good influence. So um, we'll do that. We'll do that every week. And... Um, yeah, you know, so I think I think I just needed to to be here uh, on this call tonight because as a Scorpio, um, as a Scorpio woman, you know, a lot of us deal with our sexual energies being totally out of whack. You know, in the beginning portion of our lives, us just being sexual, lustful, desirable, wanting to just have sex, 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 and then if you choose to take the path of evolving yourself, like the Scorpio, I think we're the only one. You can correct me, Ampu, but I think we're the only one that has the three signs uh, where you're the Scorpion, the Snake, and the Eagle. You know, if you choose to rise into that Kundalini energy and then rise into the Eagle, it's like you can literally transform that lower vibration of just satisfying this thing that we have sex now in this modern-day time and actually begin to manifest things in your life magically where, you know, if you and your mate are on the same level and you come together, you know what I'm saying, and just be in that space, is you know, 
it's just it's amazing what you can do and what you can create. And, you know, in, in matriarchal times, like back in the day, like I was listening to your story about Adam and Eve, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to try to create no debate. But I really believe the story is like opposite. Like, you know, the infinite saying, I'm going to give you a woman, like you're a man. I'm going to give you a woman to have somebody here to be your opposite. And I'm like, I ain't never seen no man walk around making no babies. Men don't carry portals in their in their stomachs or in their wombs, you know. Y'all energy for the portal is in your semen, in your penis, and you were also talking about that. You know, the woman has the portal. I really believe that the woman was here first, you know, from, from that perspective. You know, the parthenogenesis the is real. You know, Dr. Blair was even talking about that, and even the story with um, Mary. Here you go, babe. Even the story with Mary and Jesus, you know, that's true. But that goes way back before the time of Jesus, you know what I'm saying? That goes way back to when women in ancient times, we didn't need men to create life because we were the only ones here. You know, we weren't even menstruating in the beginning. That's something that happened. <laughs> come on, babe. That's something that happened once men did come on the scene. So, um, so what I really feel is that, you know, in ancient times, women, we were able to I think you want Hello? to mute. You still there, Brittany? Boy, well, you still there, Brittany? Hello? Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Okay, awesome. I'm sorry, you guys. But what I believe is that in ancient times we were able to um, we were able to go into trance. You know, uh, like the brother said before, as a whore, you know, the whore, we have two sides, and I can say that as a Scorpio, I definitely represent the whore and the guru because you have that energy of, uh, you know, the street knowledge, that rebel energy, you know, just that regular sexual energy, the whore side, you know, and then you have the guru side where you know how to take it to the next level. And I just think anciently the priestesses, the women, you know, they were able to tap into that power. They were able, we are in the beginning of life. If you think about when humans were first here in the very beginning, you know, we're nothing like them. You know, even though we still have their power, they were like the whole deal package where it was nothing for them to open up and tap into that raw power and form and bring the life down from the other dimensions in the heavens. And uh, even in the doggone tribe, they have that information down packed, how we always have visitors from the different planetary dimensions coming down and visiting us and telling us how we can do these things in our human bodies. You know, we're new, fresh souls from the galaxy. We're learning how to live life in these human bodies. But women, um, I believe we were able to create immaculate conception. And then when we did have the human species of men, like if we were to reverse that story, even if what I'm saying is not true, but if we reverse that story and say that it was Eve first and then Adam came, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, we need the semen from the man, and then we need the cycle for the woman, you know what I'm saying. And some people believe that the moon began to influence the cycle of the woman, you know, later on after men came. But then you need that energy to uh, to create life, to allow that union to come together. So, you know, I just, um, as a woman, I am learning to kind of weed out that old thinking, that old knowledge about, you know, sex, just being something desirable, satisfiable, you know, and just looking at it as a magical manifestation point of view and uh, respecting myself and also choosing wisely who I choose to have sex with. You know, women, we're all healers. We all have that 
portal that portal in our bodies where, you know, men, you know, if you're not using sex in a magical way, you have men that, you know, they come to heal, they come to let go. You know, that's why a lot of times after intimacy, you know, the man lets go and he's like, Oh, I'm gone, I'm tired, I let my my little stress off for the day and then we take it. We take it and we deal with it. And then we're walking around with the energy, um, the life, all that, your DNA, everything you eat, everything you're made up of, we're walking around that with our that in our bodies and in our lives and um then we have to, you know, heal it. So um, I just feel like, you know, as uh, women and men, we have a responsibility just to educate ourselves further on, on um, you know, just rising to being our own gurus and utilizing, so utilizing that question, sexual energy. Yes, yes. Um, do you Do you teach this on your radio program? I can talk about it. I love talking about uh, sex and sacred sexuality because I think it's very important. So it may be something I choose to talk about on Wednesday morning. Come um, on, sweetheart. I think I um, think just listening to your voice, it's like your voice really resonates a very high energy. And I think that, and I'm just sharing this with you when I'm hearing, if you would use that voice to educate other women, I'm not saying just on Wednesday morning, whenever you get the opportunity, because what's missing in the spiritual community, and I'm not speaking of any particular uh, mystical group, but in the spiritual community as a whole are educated women willing to educate other women, willing to give women sound advice on spirituality. Like you just said, it's amazing. You take in so much. You transmute that energy, and you give it back in a different form. I mean, that is obsolete in the society, but unfortunately, not everyone has the mental power to do that. And it takes, to teach a woman, it takes a woman. And someone like yourself, you really have to find a way to give that back because I, I just, that's beautiful. I would tune into your show and listen to that all day. Yeah, I mean, here I'm in the St. Louis area, but I travel a lot. So whenever I am here, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Reiki teacher I'm also a Reiki healer, so every day I'm Reiki. You know, Reiki is just you channeling the energy of the divine. So even when I called in, I immediately tapped into the energy of the divine so that I can absorb what you brothers have to say, and I can allow the divine energy to flow through me so whatever needs to come through will come through. So, you know, I work with the energy, and I try to, and I, I do, I work primarily with women and children with assisting with birth, with healing wounds and, and everything, and not to, because a lot of brothers are like, well, what's up, what about us? And I'm like, I'm not a man. Even though I have masculine right. and feminine qualities, I can only tell you from a woman's point of view and you may not like it. So um, I would love to do, I'm focused on women's mysteries, you know, the mysteries that have not been lost but hidden from us so that we can be under patriarchal control and under manipulation for the gain of men because we have the power. We have the portal. We have the power. And if you want to control us, you have to try to take that from us or we have to allow you to tell us what we can do with it. And so I do still seek balance, and that's what I have to watch with empowering women for us not to be walking around like, we're God, we run this. You know, it's not that. It's just you knowing your true power so that we can seek balance and harmony within the family, like Ampu said, um, it's equal, well, one of you, I'm not sure, but it's, it's equal 
I believe it was you, um, it's not about anybody being over anybody. You come together on a molecular level as one, and that's what that intimacy uh, creates as well on a soul level. So, um, yeah, so women, the sisters that are listening, I know some of us have sexual mates right now. We're married, have boyfriends, whatever it is. Um, just be aware of who you're allowing to come into your portal because they're leaving life every time. You may not be making a baby, but you're taking on that life, and that's why when it's time to break up in part because that season is over for that person in your life, it's so hard because their life is attached to your life. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, that's, I have so much more to share, so maybe I will think about doing this online and not just in St. Louis, you know. Indeed, indeed. Indeed. Well, we tune in on you Wednesday. You right here live. You said eight a.m. East Coast time, eight in the morning. Well, if it's if I believe if it's uh, yeah, if it no, if it's seven a.m. Central Standard Time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So we eight, Is that eight a.m. your time? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. So, so on the way to work. Yeah, on the way to work while you're getting ready, you know, whatever, just and even just go back in the archives and listen and just see what's up. Yeah. That's what it is. Wednesday mornings right here live on Ample Astrology right here on Blog Talk. So tune in. I'll definitely be taking my Wednesday morning shot. But thank you, Brittany. Appreciate it, man. Take a few more callers and we'll wrap this up. That's what it is. Okay. Um we see here. What we had on the board? Nine nine oh eight two three five. You live nine oh eight two three five. Hold trap, hold trap. Hold trap, peace. Fish, what's good, brothers? What's I came in at the brother? end of the show. All right, but well, I heard the brother Ann Poole speaking. At the end of the last one. Uh huh. And I heard the sister speaking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a good topic y'all had, man. Cause I felt like I'm messing with all these whores. I'm turning to a whore. You know what I mean? Like, systematically, when I'm saying whores, I'm saying the whores is like these, these spiritual doctrines or these doctrines that we've been mm-hmm. indoctrinated with, such as mm-hmm. Islam, Christianity, Judaism. Everybody mm-hmm. fuck with them. Them the whores. Everybody fuck with them. Pardon my language. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But. So everybody mess with them, but I find myself dealing with all three of them now and bringing babies as the brother just said, transmuting that energy and bringing new thoughts of existence through my own intelligence. Coming up with, like, new forms, like, this could be a doctrine, what I just thought about when I read this. Like, I feel like that's my baby. And, like, I feel like that's definitely a good topic. I I was feeling that. I'm mad I missed the show. I got to go back and listen to the whole show. I really feel it. But this, um, brother Ampoo, this the brother, um, shout out our kids. We went to, um, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what's, uh, I'm familiar, man. What's good with you? I'm good. How you been, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good, man. Getting ready for the spring, man. You know, but, you know, it's all good, man. Right, all good. right, right, right. That's all good. I'll be trying to catch your show. Y'all see you be hitting me on my email. It'll be in the daytime. Mm-hmm. But I, I, see, I, I see this one that was at night. I finally caught it. But I'm going to have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the goal is, um, you know, I got a couple more episodes to do on, on, on my lessons on Sunday. 
and I wrap that up, uh, we'd be building right here, all three of us, on a bi-weekly, twice a month where we could come together on Thursdays and just, you know, get into some real good in-depth conversations. So it's coming. It's coming real soon. We'll okay. be up twice peace, a month. Peace, peace. Yeah, I'm Thanks. on there on Thursday. Thursdays is at night. Yeah, absolutely at night. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna stay tuned. And I ain't have um the um newsfeed. What's just the typing? Is that is it just on my computer? I couldn't type nothing. No, no, no. The chat room. Somebody asked me that on Facebook. The chat room I don't open. Um, not when I'm oh. on air. When anybody else on the radio show that's on the network. I don't do it on my when I when I'm on the radio because people play too much, you know. So okay, if they want to okay, build, call in, press one, get on the radio and build. Some people have a professional habit of just going in people's chat room and playing and talking. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't. I, and some people are actually just addicted to going to chat rooms and just looking and not really hearing what's being said. You know what I mean? Right. So, no, uh, class is literally in session. And if you want to say something, could, we go I to the call, you know, and call in and build with us, you know. So peace. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 gonna stay focused on Thursdays, though, brother. Okay. I, that was Indeed, definitely man. a good show. Yeah. I keep you posted. Thank you, beloved. Thank you. So you definitely keep you posted via right. email. All right. All right. All right. Peace. All right. We got about two more who got their hands up. Two four eight nine seven nine. What's going on? What's going on, brother? And put his wrist black color from What up, Rich? What's good, man? Oh, What's, What's going on? How y'all doing? We good. We good. I, I know well, you got bro. some Kabbalistic breakdown. Minister Jew telling the world what entities govern over gonorrhea and syphilis. We on Facebook laughing right now, but what's good? Hey, man. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a cut the chase, man. You know, I ain't for small talk. I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. something. The subject tonight, the whore and the guru, the spiritual part. Now, mm-hmm. from my personal experience, I mean, you talk to a man that had traveled the world. I was a military man. And don't mm-hmm. nobody know a spirit like an army guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll hear, I'll always deal with my surroundings and the reality, you know, deal with the, the tabulistic and the encyclopedia. Right along, reading all the numbers and everything. You know I can break it all down right along with you. Now, mm-hmm. everything that I've heard tonight and I've heard prior and I've heard from other people on these subjects, I'll validate and say it's real. But let's put it on another perspective. What what the brother just hung up, the religious prostitution, you're talking about a spiritual warfare. Now, now. The young lady who spoke before, you know, she gave the good, wise advice for women as far as who you have sex with. One thing that you do do is you create spiritual children, you know, manifesting catastrophes, whatever else, outside of a physical child. I know that's a fact because I didn't see it happen in my personal sex life. Now, I'm going to back that up. Everything, everything I've heard is valid, but I'm always just sort of like this. I got Saturn, Jupiter, North Node, all in my eighth house. But you know, then I got Mars 29th and 7th of Libra. So I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little powerful to hear. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, my purpose is to always 
dig down. I'm talking about the spiritual warfare. When, when we have a sex, you know, reality. Everybody is not up on these capitalistic numbers and the vibrations and the creation and the emanations of, of, of spirits and everything. Everything is real. Because I looked in that encyclopedia and I, I've seen some some remarkable things. But you talk about reality where you, you come across, you know, young people dating and everything else, the teenagers, and it's, it's scary because the witchcraft behind sex is not knowing how powerful it is. You, know, you go, you go on, a, on a date with the average female these days, you're talking about you spiritual. The woman don't have, don't trust the men. I know women don't trust me. And I'm one of the most deepest brothers you're going to be. You know, you get to talking. I mean, you got to go Christian style in order to get her attention. But you're talking about some spiritual stuff? These women think this voodoo, what we're talking about on the phone tonight. I just want to know what's your take, because I got your back, but what's the other perspective on the introduction of meeting that other half? I mean, I was married seven years. I've seen it all, catastrophe, sex, cheating, all that stuff. Say that number again. Say again. Say that number again. You were married how many years? Seven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you still married or are you divorced at seven? I've been divorced since I got divorced 28. I think my Saturn return came back and took it down. I, at the, I'll say 2008 of May I was separated, and by October of 2009 I was divorced. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you. I just wanted to get. I just wanted to get that law on the on the record because that's a law it's called the seven year itch, as you know. But go ahead. <laughs> now, I mean, I like, like I said, my energy and my and my native chart kind of shows that I kind of dig deep in the occult, you know, right along with with y'all uh, wonderful people. And but I, I uh, by having that energy, I like to look at the part perspective to say. How does the average individual in this modern matrix, as far as all these distractions, you're talking about television, music, um, fame, money, and all the things that we see in the reality. We know this coming from the spirit world. That's no doubt. That's the straight-up fact. Ain't no opinion on that. But as far as that other perspective, as far as uh, the average young person, because we always want to deal with the youth as far as sex and everything, how do young people younger than me, I'm 34, so how do young people who don't got no type of spiritual guidance outside of Christianity or, you know, I respect Islam. I've, I never knew nothing about Islam. I always seen it as a beautiful thing. At the same time, how does a young person in America, around the world, come to the spiritual side to say, hey, we, we, we creating spiritual manifestations of this thing, no matter what it is, good or bad? We just how 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 does the one get to that sense? That's my question. Okay. Uh go ahead, Shake. You can go up first. Okay. <clears throat> you must have been reading my thoughts. Um, brother, is that and some of this may be alarming, but what we've already bought into the world is here. In order to change that reality, it's gonna take examples by brothers like yourself, like the sister that just was on, we could make ourselves the example. Um, but the real work is creating from this point forward. After knowledge comes to us, then that creation comes. Brother mentioned Adam and Eve, and I'm going to use that allegory as well. When we look at Adam and Eve, 
in their first conception, they had a child that was righteous. In their second conception, the child was not as because their minds had fallen. They had violated the divine law. Their minds had fallen. That first child was exiled because he murdered the good child. What we see in this society today is the same thing going on. It's the same cycle perpetuating. The only way we can change the reality that exists today is that we transmute the energy, as I said before, but we have to do it with the seed that's coming forth now because what is already out is out. Now, how can we change them? We have to change the vibration of their thoughts. We have to begin universally changing and teaching in a daily, on a daily basis, and that teaching and training has to come from examples. It has to emanate from us. We cannot just say something and do another thing. We have to become what we teach. We have to uh, embody it. And once we embody that reality, the vibration of that will emanate from our beings, and we will affect everything in our sphere of influence. That's how, that's how I see it. I wrote a program uh, for the youth of, of, of my school, the Sanctuary Academy of Universal Enlightenment. And in this program, um, I teach the children how to do what I just taught you. I teach my children that before they reach the age of maturity, 13 years old, I want them to transition into adulthood as men and women who know the biology of themselves, who know the science of themselves, not only on a physical level, but on a molecular level, on a subtle energy level, that they can go into adulthood as the embodiment of divine, of the divine being. That way, they know their power. These are gifted children. Yeah. Their television show is coming on now. Um, uh, one show I like that came on in 2004, um, 4400, where these children were abducted, uh, people were abducted um, by people from the future, and then they came back and they were gifted. I believe that all, I, all of us are gifted. Every human being on this planet is gifted. We just not have not yet learned to tap into those gifts, how to generate that light within ourselves, that healing power. Sister talked about Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, and I teach Reiki. I developed a Reiki system. And in my system, I teach uh, um, individuals how to generate that energy to the point where heat, you can feel the heat come out of my hands. I want my babies to know that. And that starts with the thought at conception. When I, when I go into that portal, as she said, and I emit the life germ, that life germ has to be infused and charged with the thought of what I want to bring forth. Now, again, my brother, I feel your pain, and I hear what you're saying with what's out there. I'm going to leave that in the antipool because it's telling you what's already out in the, in the atmosphere, the only way I can see a change in that is that we have to give them the right example. That's, that's what I see. But thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. Peace, brother. Oh, thank you. Go ahead, Prime Minister. Um, well, I, I, I sympathize with the brother. Um, a lot of times that comes from the frustration of having a good heart and understanding truths and containing wisdom, um, sometimes it becomes strenuous to see opposite of that which exists in your own being take place. And then that's, that's a feeling that you receive from that because uh, at your essence, uh, 
you, you, you have righteous intent and, and, and visions for your, your brothers, your sisters, your loved ones, the world. Um, but I think what happens is we have to change it by way of imagery, uh, similar to what the Sheikh just said. It, you have to change it by imagery, the same way that the youth have adopted some of the things that um, society has inflicted uh, on them by way of television shows and music and, um, you know, even some of the teachings in the school systems and in the peer pressures of life, it, it came through by way of imagery, whether it was a physical human being or whether it was a a television show or whether it was a video, whatever it was, it had to come through one of their senses, either their eyes or their ears. They had to hear it or they had to see it. So the only way that you are going to be able to um, reverse that or propel it and, and take their energy and convert it is you have to use your, the power of your imagery uh, and, and have them lay their eyes on you as a demonstrating human being. Have the young ladies lay their eyes on your wife as a demonstrating human being. Uh, and then you can only deal with, uh, you know, the people around you as far as your org field will reach uh, in regards to the people that's in your immediate environment to see, like I just got married in August of last year, and it has made several of my friends now approach that same dynamic with the woman that they have been dating for years, you see. So when you lead by example and you're righteous in your ways and people respect you for who you are, then when they see you make moves, a lot of times that's all they're waiting on, you know what I mean? And it's not to say that people are followers, but when you see truth and you see justice and you see righteousness, there's nothing wrong with wanting to uh, 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 um, participate in that and or follow in those footsteps. So you have to lead by example through the imagery, through your words, through your deeds, and showing why it's important, letting them see the success that comes from uh, you being a responsible man and, and, and your woman being an honorable woman. They have to see that, you know what I mean? Because, it, you know, it, it, it can only start from self, you know what I mean? Unless you've got a, a, a television network or a radio show such as this platform where you may have a few thousand people listening, these are all starting points to help get that message out and project that imagery to those same people that you're saying, um, what are we going to do about them? So the thing is, pass out flyers in your neighborhood specifying that this show is going on. If you create your own show, promote yourself talking about these type of subject matters. Anything you can do to get the word out to those same people, and that's why I chose hip-hop astrology as a conduit, teach the youth, because I know that they enjoy hip-hop, and I know that they'll come over there and listen to that because they're following these artists on these social networks but in the meantime, I'm going to give them knowledge of self dealing with the with, with constellations and planets so now it becomes hip and cool to talk about the cosmology of the universe along with hip-hop and music. You have to become creative and innovative to find ways where they, uh, they, they, they will pay attention to what you have to say 
based off the avenues in their life in which they had they spend their recreational time uh, and energy uh, um, participating in it. So that that is how I would go about um, and challenging myself to to pull them into and give them something else to look at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, with them, and I just want to add and hint. I know personally, me, that I stand out amongst a lot. And it's not for, you know, to be above anyone. But I notice, like, when you do get into the spiritual thinking of of, of wisdom and, and, and numbers and things like that, I notice, like, it's going to be a fight. It's a spiritual war, especially out here in Detroit. Cause, cause it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a crazy vibe out here. I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and definitely something in the air. You talking about sex? This, just today. Now, now check this out, Impu. They announced the number for the homicides of 2000. And, what's that? 13. And guess what the number was? It was um 333. Hmm. It's comes out in the Kabbalistic Cyclopedia as sexual excitement, and we talking about it. That those numbers come out, that's talking about homicide. So, I mean, I'll leave that alone, but at the same time, I know that you're right. You got you to gotta live by example like Christ. You got to walk, you got to talk, you got to live it. I mean, I don't even watch television. It's a TV in my house. I got DVDs and things. I'm on the Internet. I don't watch TV. That's the best. That's the first start as far as me constructing my everyday activity or behavior, whatever it is. If it's not going to be perfect today, you best leave. I don't watch TV. You know, I, I catch a show at my cousin's house or somebody else, they'll be watching television. I might watch a show over their house. But now I was when it's under my roof, there's no television in here. That's for me personally. Right. You know, so, but you're right, and I appreciate everything. Uh, that's what it is, man. I'm gonna I'm hit you up. <clears throat> I'm gonna call you. Uh, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. Okay. I'm gonna get with you on some things about resolution 444, man. So I'm gonna touch base with you. Let me take a couple more callers, man. But I'm gonna definitely hit you up. Yes, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate the questions. My man, Rich Black. Uh, where we at, man? Three four seven four two three. What's happening? Three four seven. Yeah, three four seven. Oh, oh okay. Um, uh, first of all, before I even speak, uh, I just like to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, oh, actually, I I've been receiving downloads all day, uh, mm-hmm. and I just happened to get up, and there you were. <laughs> there you were. Um, t- you know, tomorrow will be my birthday, and I'll be 43 years old, 4 plus mm-hmm. 3 is 7. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, you know, I have been through a divine process, uh, and I've received many divine encounters. And I've come to a space and a place in my life where I have no no uh, desire to be married, 
And therefore, to keep that in alignment, I said, if I can't be married, then I need to be celibate. Uh, I need to be celibate simply because I consider myself a spiritual teacher. And Mm -hmm. I dare not open my mouth up to any woman or man and speak about uh, divineness when I'm covered up in sheets. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't do that. So I've I've taken that on, and I have to say that I'm I'm very grateful. And I I understand you brothers. I understand exactly everything that you have been saying and stated. I understand the power of it. I understand. I understand the fact that you don't have to. I don't have to lay down with you to have intercourse with you. I can engage with your spirit and be just as content. Um, however, you know, I come, when I was born into this world, based on the lifestyle, the lifetime that I had before, I didn't have the opportunity to withdraw and withhold my virginity. Uh-huh. Therefore, it was taken from me. And in it being taken from me, it opened me up. Wow. So here I live my life with all of these emotions, sexual desires. Don't know where they're coming from. Do I need to have them? Should I have them? Is it necessary? You know, I have my bouts with homosexuality coming to uh, bouts with heterosexuality. And I just woke up one morning and I said, you know what, today I, make, I can make a decision. I can make a decision from right, the right knowledge, right wisdom, and right understanding of the simple fact that I am not obligated as a woman to give my body sexually to any man or woman for that matter. Uh, as a healer, that's what I have to do. If I'm going to heal you, I have to be clean through and through. I have to be naked and not ashamed. So, I, you know, I don't know who I'm speaking to. Apparently I'm speaking to someone, if it's not to myself. Uh, I just wanted to come on and just share that, you know, it's, it's sexual uh, yeah, it's a very powerful thing, and it's dangerous at the same time. Um, yeah. And, you know, just the other day I was just riding down, just driving down Sunrise Highway, and it came down on me uh, that the woman, the man does not supposed to enter into the woman. It doesn't supposed to happen. Uh and I'm, I'm taking this from a spiritual perspective. We are spiritual beings, and we're supposed to be spiritual beings through and through. We don't supposed to be hybrids, to half human and half spiritual. But because we're human, we, you know, the spirit wants to express itself through duality. But you can transmute in such a way that you see the singleness, the oneness in it, and there is no duality. It is what it is. So I, you know, I I thank you all for sharing and 
and teaching and bringing this message forth. And I'm very grateful for the young lady that came on before. And, um, you know, thank you. That's all I can say is just thank you. Thank you for allowing me to have the space to come in and speak. Well, thank you for sharing, and, and thank you for your uh, for your honesty and, and your story. We definitely appreciate it. Namaste. Namaste. And we got one more, final one. The last person that got their hand up, and we get up out of here and we'll hold it all up. Um, what we got here? Call from the two eight one seven four one. Uh, hello? Hello. Uh, yes, this is Netsonette. Um My take is, um, I don't know if mine is so much of a question, maybe y'all can help me with this, but I am, when it comes to sex, I am angry. <laughs> um, I was married 25 years, and literally, mm-hmm. um... It was sexless. It was a sexless marriage, probably once a month, for, and I swear, for the 25 years. Mm-hmm. I get wow. out of that. I get divorced, and mm-hmm. I have a new partner, and then this person is, has ED. <laughs> it's like sex doesn't like me. <laughs> and I'm I'm just right now at a standstill, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know wow. if I leave this person, stay with this person. Do I help them through it or what? That's <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> funny, but I got you. Uh, Shake, you want to elaborate? I heard you say, wow. <laughs> um, sister, the question, uh, peace, first of all, sister, peace and blessings to you. Um, Thank you. And let me say this: um, what you coming forth with what you just said is really a brave thing. You've, that's 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 a lot of bravery you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as we talk about healers and feelers, and the divine has blessed me with a gift, and I and I'm very grateful to the divine for the gift. But I sense from you that you are a sexual guessault. You are a supreme sexual being with a magnetism that these men that you're engaged with um, or have engaged with um, were not equipped for the intense sexuality that you possess. So when they approached you, they had a lack within themselves that they could not satisfy your need. And so they have a physical reaction, one withdrawing, the other um, not able, to, not not being able to um, manifest his maleness, so to speak. So the solution for you is to learn how to control your energy. Your aura is probably ten feet out in front of you at all times, and you're feeling everything in your sphere of influence. You need to call the aura in. And you need to learn how to channel your power and teach your mate how to satisfy you, take your time with them, educate them. If they're open to that and if they're not open to that, they're not open to learning 
how to get from you what you possess and what you're willing to give, then maybe that's not the one for you. Maybe you need to do, as the sister said before, take some time to yourself and go into yourself and learn yourself and think about what you want in a relationship and be very detailed, be extremely detailed and begin to meditate on that and track that into your life. And the person that you are meant to have to fulfill you not only sexually but spiritually and emotionally as a complete being, holistically, will come into your life. But you have to be patient with yourself and you have to walk the way that you walk in the way in which you wish to attract, if you understand what I'm saying. That's my that's my um, take on it. That's what I see. I pray okay. I can help. Yes, I appreciate it. Prime Minister? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to add on to that, man, other than what the, the, the brother just spoke about, um, you know, just channeling your energies, man. Understand what is it about your, your psychology. Because you got to remember, you're attracting people to you based off principles in your own psychology. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, why, how do I keep, you know, it's not, it can't be a coincidence that this has happened to you twice in a row, you know, and if you probably think back to your younger days before your first marriage, it, it might have been some situations that were going on before that. So a lot of times you have to, um, you know, you have to ask yourself this gift of sex, this, this feeling that we that we have while in this moment, how have I been trying to use that up until this point? You know what I mean? Understanding that you're a high priestess and that it is not just to be used as, as recreation. You know what I mean? You know, maybe your soul is a lot older than others that are here on this planet and is craving for a higher understanding of how to get back in contact with the divine. So maybe less is more. You know what I mean? And understanding how to channel the power in um, uh, constructively when you're participating in that act and receiving more pleasure from the experience that you have after the fact as far as your connection to the creator is concerned because that is more bliss than any uh, sexual union can bring you when you know you're in connection with the most high and that you are receiving instruction from the divine by way of signs and symbols in your life. You know what I mean? So you just have to analyze your own psychology and try to figure out why would this be happening to me because it's clearly not their fault, you see? It's not, it's not their fault, you know what I mean? So you have to ask yourself, why am I running into the situation where it's called, causing me anguish or, or, or discomfort, you see, because in their case, I don't think that, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but, you know, to be married for that long and to be active um, at that rate would suggest that maybe that, you know, maybe that's not something that he had to have in that light, which, you know, you know says something. So you have to really look at that closer. And, and, and sit down and meditate with yourself and get your thoughts together and, and really try to come up with some understanding about why 
and then maybe you can have some clarity from there. Absolutely, I, I agree with uh, with the prime minister. It's, it's about taking an internal look. But you know, if you love, if you if you with the person who you with right now, uh, if you love the person genuinely, uh, then you, you seek to uh, help the person, and at the same time, um, seek that understanding that the prime minister is talking about. Uh, one of the things that we do with the tool of astrology is uh, let's look into that realm of causation. Uh, what, what is your attractor factor that he talked about? What, what, what is that that's there? What needs to be resolved in that area? Um, you know, simple things like I've shared with the prime minister, some wisdom from one of the rabbis is talking about how um, if you have financial issues in your life, then uh, you need to check your morals. Uh, if you have one of your children drive you crazy, if your children drive you crazy, period, then um, it's something in your thought process that is not clicking. Uh, and, you know, if you have uh, issues with, with, with your meat, it's because it's your style of communication, you know, um, that needs to be checked. Um, so oftentimes there's always a cause for it's always a cause for a specific uh, result that we're looking at. Um, something like this could easily stem, and this is why I like the hypnosis, what we call hypnosis. I like that relaxed state when we can tap into the soul, the Koshic record, because that could be something as simple as um, um, you abuse sex in, in the past life where, you know, this go around is for you to um, kind of feel and kind of go through that experience again. But it's something, that obviously, there's a block that's there because it is an undesirable uh, reality in which you do not want to feel, but somehow you are, like you said, how are you, you know, how are you attracting the situation? To you, you keep it's coming to you. So it's something that is a part of you um, that we need to work out. What he, what he calls that inconsistent part of inside of your psychology. So that's some work that we do that, um, over here. Um, and, and one way, in fact, me and Keisha on tomorrow at 12 noon. Call in at 11:45 and get a free assessment. Um, that way, we in the mode where I can look at the birth chart and uh, we can just, you know, we can hopefully give you some guidance. Um, that you can work on, but, you know, again, you know, I wouldn't leave the person if you truly love the person because uh, it's about, you know, these issues don't go nowhere, you know what I mean? Uh, I was in conversation with Keisha today, and it's talking about uh, relationships, and, 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 you know, just because you get out of this one and you get the pleasure that you want, uh, that may not necessarily correct the issue, you know, in, in, in a sense, you know, um, that may come at the expense of, uh, let's just say, another form of, for lack of a better word, abuse in the relationship. So ultimately, sometimes we got to learn, we got to understand these lessons. That's why, uh, you know, Rich Black, I was like, how many years are you married? Because when he said the magic number seven, I already knew, like, yeah, there go another one for the record book. You know, these, these are laws. These, these are literally laws that have everything to do with our own um, progression of our soul, how we develop or what we call our tacoon, directing our soul um, level just so we can come become better people. Character correction is what they're calling it, you know. Um, so, yeah, just call, call in tomorrow if you want to, if you want to. Uh, we can get a free oh, reading. Well, I and if we, so really we um, hope to. Um, and one thing that you were saying about yeah, – I have always felt like in the prior life I, I must have been uh, uh, sexually 
an abuser or a rapist or something because it seems like in mm-hmm. this life I can't I can't get that right. I mm-hmm. I just can't get mm-hmm. it right. You know, no matter what I try, no matter what I do, when I got with the second person, I'm like, oh my God, here I go again. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. You know, that can be remedied, though. No, that yeah, that can be remedied. Yeah, it can be remedied. Yeah. And then yeah. I like you said, I'm I am a Sagittarius, so I am blunt with the way I say things. I my communication is probably uh, not. So yeah, you, you know that. You and you both. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said you and you both, like straight to the straight to the point. That's the say, you know. That's the arrow. Like bump it. I'm just gonna hit you with a straight arrow. I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's so probably. I want to add yeah, one thing for you both too. Mm-hmm. One thing for you both. I'm sorry, but another thing is. So when people hear people say you need to go inside, a lot of times you hear that and you really don't know what that means. Like, going inside is finding where your challenges lie within your own being. What Every day what are you doing that represents friction in your thoughts, represents friction in your dialect, uh, you know, these type of things. And how I like to explain it is like this. If you, if you know, say, for instance, your ankles, you, you twist your ankle real bad, and, you know, you don't go to the doctor, and, it, you know, it heals up some, but, it's, you know, it still kind of gives you a torque every now and then where you know it's not completely healed, but you're able to move forward. If after a while, if you don't do anything to heal that ankle completely, your knee starts to hurt. And then if you do nothing about that, and then your hip starts to hurt. Why? Because all of these bones are strategically structured where there's a connection to them. So when a person is thinking in, in any area of their life, and, you know, we're dealing with the astrology, so every, you know, these 12 different aspects of life, and these 10 different luminaries and planets and whatnot, you have situations where someone would say, well, wow, why is my money situation so funny? Well, how are you treating your mother and your father? Do you have quarrels with them that need to be put in place? These things in different areas of your life can create blockages in other areas if you don't go by and check them immediately. Other areas of your life will feel the pressure, and you might not understand, like, what, like, you, because you're thinking it has to be relationship orientated, sexually orientated, romantically orientated, but it might be something about the way that you're treating your children, or the way that you're treating your friends, or, you know, or the way that you're, what are you valuing in your life? What are your morals? What are your ethics? All of these different things, um, when you're not addressing them, will make other areas bulge out and stick out and, and, and you, you have no idea how it's happening. So you have to, you really have to assess character, like you said, and see, well, okay, it, what other areas do I need some cleanup in aisle seven on? And then maybe you'll be able to see some relief in the area that you feel the most, the most pressure in. You might start mm-hmm. to get some relief. So that's just, that's just mm-hmm. an example that I like to use. Very true. 
Very true. Very true. And I, and I finally add on, I would say this too, and this is for everybody. Um, so they just teach that, you know, a bare minimum of 10 minutes of prayer a day is something called hittable, which simply means personal conversation with the creator from your heart for 10 minutes every day. And sometimes they go deep and be like, listen, you need to sit down for an hour every day to get yourself right. You know, dedicate an hour. I don't care. Wake up one hour early and pray for an hour straight because there's so much to pray about, so much to be thankful about. And when we start really getting into it, that sometimes the things that we experience in, in our reality that we don't like really is it comes from an act of ingratitude somewhere in our life where we're not being thankful for something. So then, uh, as they say, that the, these people come into our lives as messengers of Allah, messengers of the Creator, to um, to give us a subtle um, call, a wake-up call, like, hey, do you see yourself? So it's a, it's a mirror effect, you know, but dedicate uh, when the Prime Minister said go within and, and you can identify the things that you need to work on, you need to pray consistently for 10 minutes a, ten minutes a day with joy and with happiness. See, we also got to get to a point, too, where Sheikh Ahmed said this when he first came on. He said, there's no such thing as right or wrong. It just is, right? And I was having this conversation with my wife when we was talking about right and wrong, and we was talking about how Allah, how the Creator will um, – Send you these wave of tests and these put you in these in what you call these jammies, these so called these situations that we don't like. And, and if you and that's the thing, if and me and ministers do talk about this all the time, it's a lot of atheists. If if you believe there's a higher power, if you believe there's a creator, because I didn't create gravity, I didn't create the earth, I didn't create the spin orientation, these things that are really phenomenal things. If you believe there is a creator, and this creator is all wise and all knowing then everything has to happen by the permission of this all-wise and all-knowing God. So everything is really all good. The, the, the key here is what the sages said. We have to develop what they call the eyes of immuna. Immuna simply translates to mean perfect, pure faith. We have to develop the eyes of faith and understand what is the meaning of this particular experience and be thankful for the experience. 25 years of marriages, I'm like, wow, that is amazing. 25 years? Even though you may say, well, I wasn't getting nine in 25 years, and it kind of sucked, but 25 years is really a great testament. And surely, you know, there's a lot of great things that happen within 25 years outside of that one area, let's just call it, of the will, the zodiac will, the eighth house is the house of sex. we got 11 other areas that we can focus on. But saying that to say that, you know, we got to get to a point where we understand what the lesson is and embrace and be thankful for the lesson truly internally and, and, and get in, and most importantly, like I said earlier, get back to that point where we can dedicate uh, at least 10 minutes every single day on that. And that's why in the Miracle Prayer class right now what we're going through is you're going to have whatever it is, if we're dealing with real negative energy, put it on this candle. Put it on this candle, and I need you to concentrate on this candle by saying this, saying, saying these six words of prayer that 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 deals with this particular area. Give it up. One of the first things I ever did in my life uh, was Sheikh Ahmed. My my first two spirit, real spiritual experiences were, and he probably don't even know this. My first Bible study um, was um, in the mosque, and he said. Uh, I want y'all to show me how Jesus escaped death. That was my first Bible study in life, so it, I automatically had to go metaphysical without knowing nothing, no metaphysics. And my second lesson was <laughs> um, I came over I came over to Sheikh's house, and he had me write my problems down um, or whatever I wanted to give up to the end, write it down on the Alka-Seltzer. And then he said, I'm dropping it in the water. 
And I said in my mind, this nigga is crazy and genius at the same time. Like, it was, it was phenomenal. He rolled on the Alka-Seltzer and dropped it in the water. And I'm like, yo, that's, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that to say that we have to, the second part is we, we have to locate that, like the prime minister said, and then we got we to gotta embrace that and give that up. And by giving that up, uh, we just pray consistently for 10 minutes a day on that. Even if it's for another person, they say prayer for another person 10 minutes a day do wonders for people. We just don't really do it. And wait till the prime minister come out with this science of prayer and what it got to do with your blood. You know what I mean? This dude is taking me to science school right now. I feel like I'm, I'm training to go be a doctor and a naturopath. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, yeah. But definitely call in tomorrow if you want to. But start, start right there with those principles of uh, prayer 10 minutes a day and locating that like the prime minister said, and we, you should be good. I definitely will. I am taking a class also. I was there yesterday. And I will be calling in tomorrow. Okay. That's what's up. So we'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. All right, man. One more person. I promise we out of here, man. And you ain't got your hand up now. Just ain't up. So this is the last caller. Caller from the 747-200. Going once. 747-200. Twice. Seven four seven two zero zero. Peace. Peace, peace. What's happening? Peace. Hey, peace. what's good? Peace, brother. What's going on, bro? Man, what's happening, man? All right, now from the three one three. Once again, it's Dummy Tough. It's brother Dummy Tough, brother. I've had to call you, man, oh, okay. just to touch bases with you, man. I've been listening to you for a minute. Well, I appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you for your support, brother. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way, I'm hooked in with brother. Uh, with brother uh, G1 that probably called called in a few weeks uh, earlier than I did, probably a few weeks back. Okay. But anyway, I really want to get some intel on. I got two quick questions, brother. I'm gonna try to make this quick because I know you ain't, you know, what I'm saying got that much time. I want to get some information on my birth chart. Okay. I haven't had a chance to map it out. I got brothers in my circle that that you know, say they know how to do it, but I never had a chance to really connect with them on it, so I'm just going to hit you with it. Uh, okay. 825, 825, Please. Yeah, okay, so I hit you off with the second question. I hit you up tomorrow too then. Uh probably at this uh what, I just hit you hit you up on this line or what? Yeah, call, me, call the radio show this line right here and it gotta be eleven forty five sharp because I'm talking about when we do free readings, me and Keisha, the lines fill up super I'll fast. Write that down. Right. I will write it down. Like I said, I know you pressed for time, so let me just go ahead and get this second question, uh high power question off. Uh resolution four four four, bruh. Uh, I'm definitely, I've been trying to call Polite. I've been trying to call, they've been telling me to go to his website, Young Young Phenom 45, that, that com and all that. You know what I'm saying? I did all that. Still not able to contact nobody to really talk to. I talked to his secretary. I'm trying to call, and, and of course I'm down with, um, you know, Ali Muhammad already, man, but it's like, uh-huh. I know I'm, you know what I'm saying? I know I got to get my dues and all that stuff up, but what do I do about getting in contact with somebody in the city. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the city right now. I'm in Ohio right now. You dig what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. What, what city in Ohio um, anyway? Uh, I'm in Columbus, bro. You came right through here. You you know, Snake Mountain is like 90 miles from here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've been working and trying to get things together, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't had a chance to dip down there yet. I, was, I wanted to go down there when I knew you was going to be down there. As a matter of fact, I was like, damn, how the hell am I going to, you know what I'm saying? I want to go down there, on the, you know, because he go down there for the winter solstice. Or what is it, the summer solstice, winter solstice, right? Right, right, yeah, sometimes, yeah, either or we go down there. In fact, we're going to be at Ngozi's um, February 16th, and then Eileen Bay going to be there on the 23rd. So I'll, I'll be there for both of those events, the 16th and the 23rd, but I'll I make sure I get you that info. If you're on the email list, definitely Please. sign up on the email list because I'm going to send that flyer out. Um, uh, I, it, it, to get in contact with them brothers, if, it, if, if it's outside of Resolution 444, or to get in contact with them, period, I, you know, I don't know. It, 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 you know, you probably got a better shot dealing with Facebook because uh, they tend to be over there a little okay. bit more. Um, at, at times, uh, I can't say because I, I I don't be in contact with them. Uh, and if you're gonna talk about Resolution 444, uh, they may not right. even be aware of it like that. I think Ali may have right. seen it. I can speculate it's a good chance he's seen it, but I haven't I haven't conversed okay. with them about Resolution 444. So if you call them about that, it's gonna be foreign to them. And if you're leaving a message about okay. that, it's something that they didn't create. So in essence, they may not have a high priority on their busy schedule say the least, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but if you want to get in contact with them on any other thing, you know, feel free. But Resolution 444 is something that we created, and that's why I'm going to get with my man who was on the line, Rich Black, because he's already in Detroit, where uh, myself right. and the prime minister uh, pretty pretty much got a private council that we putting already had together that we're going to start making the moves in Detroit. Um, well, I want to be on that private council, bro. You know what I'm saying? You the brother. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You the yeah, brother, absolutely. man. I ain't got nothing but love yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, so you when know, I get back up to the city, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you know, you know, you got a place to lay your head and all that, bro. I still got my yeah, rest yeah. up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah, I wrote your number down. Yeah, yeah, I wrote your number down. And uh, we be okay. at, um, you know, yeah, like yeah. I said, we be in Columbus, we in Columbus uh, next month, you know, the 16th and the yeah. 23rd. You know what I mean? So I read it in you know. your yeah, I read it in your uh email that you sent me. You definitely be sending me them emails consistently and I I appreciate okay. that, cool. bro. You ain't cool. you, know, you ain't pressing nobody for loot or none of that, bro. But I'm gonna let you get back to your peoples, the rest of the peoples. And I just wanna okay. touch bases with you, bro. I'm gonna hit you tomorrow at eleven, bro. Okay, yeah, eleven forty five on the dock. All right. All right then. Peace, bro. Okay, right, peace. Uh-huh. All right, eleven, that's it, man. I think Shake this call drop, man, but we Audi file, man. We definitely appreciate it. Visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. Like I said, if you want a free reading, me and Keisha up on Fridays at 12 noon. The earliest you can call in is 11.45 a.m. And the lines fill up fast. We're only able to get like five to six people in one hour. We recommend that you ask a question, man, and um, we take care of it, man. It's one of the best readings. I'm serious. It's one of the best readings you will ever, ever, ever get in your life uh, when you get that male-female compatibility going and, and how she flow with those cards to bring some color um, to the whole situation. If you can't catch us, uh, one of the better things you can really do for, lack of a better word, crackhead prices, man, you can just go to the website, myastrologycoach.com, click on membership, and you can join the Astro Tarot Network and hear how we get down. If you ain't never heard us, hear how we get down tomorrow. 
All right, call in at 1145 and just listen and hear how we get down and give people divine insight of what's going on in their life to the T and whatnot. And uh, like I said, you can always join the membership aspect of it um, for, you know, <laughs> mad cheap, 45 bucks. I don't know who you can talk to for 45 bucks with the caliber of information that we have. But it's something that we do out of love for the people and uh, for the pure education aspect of it. You know, and again, visit the website, man. Click on the events tab because we got that spring equinox that's popping. Like I said, in, in fact, February, um, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, on February 16th. I'm doing something. The Jewish Ransom on Black Power, about to go in on that. And then right back on the 23rd, Eileen Bay is in town dealing with the science, the, the law of attraction. And I'm going to open up for Eileen Bay on the 23rd, and that's at Ngozi's. Um, there in Columbus, Ohio. I'm looking for my little sticky notes to find it. Um, yeah, it's in Ngozi, which is at 4430 Westerville Road. But you can call my man D-Lo for more information, which is at his number, 614-202-4512. Again, if you want to come out and see Ampu and Eileen, I think the Prime Minister even coming down, um, call 614-202-4512. Of course, you can always inbox me, and I'm Noble Ampu Galilee on Facebook. And all right, and uh, you can just visit the website, and we can close out with the prime minister. Yeah, get to the website, man. Myastrologycoach.com. Uh, I do children's readings. You want to know <clears throat> the direction that you should send your children in? Um, I do a very intense reading for the babies, so that you can understand how to groom them, where some of their talents may lie, and where some of the um, the challenges may lie as well learn how to steer them in the proper direction so that they can be very fruitful as they grow here uh, on planet Earth to be the best that they can be. You know, it's a, lot of, a lot of times that's the problem. We don't really know what we're here to do. And, you know, you, your willpower has to be a part of your journey down here. But if somebody can kind of give you an idea of where some of the energies are at, then you can kind of shape and mold the babies into that direction and they'll be able to pull from that pool of, of wisdom and knowledge and be able to select something that best fits their their characteristics. So if you're interested in your child to read and go to the website, click on consultations with you. I also do regular consultations, natal charts, progress, that type of thing, um, composite, dealing with the relationship energy as well. So if you're interested in that, visit the website, click on consultations with you. And uh, other than that, man, just be on the lookout for the next show, man, the Three Wise, man. I think I want to do some uh, ancestral worship, man. So get yourselves together for that, man. We're going to take it to the ancestral realm and talk about the importance of um, staying connected to those that have passed over to the other side of the veil. And with that, man, I'm going to call it a night. That's what it is. Sheikh Muhammad said, thank you all. He loved you all. Thank you all for calling and supporting him. Uh, all the callers who called in and had questions, and he just gives his sincere warmest thanks and love. And uh, we, we see y'all um, soon. And Minister Jew is his, is his title, so he already told you what it is, the importance of ancestral worship and um, dealing with those that are on the other side of the veil. All right? So, you want to look out for that information. So with that, y'all, good night. In fact, I got a meditation to do. Those of you in solar power, check the email. You know what we got to do at midnight. It's time to get out there. So I'll holler at y'all. Peace. Peace.